When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously it's the c3 panthers podcast perfect 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 good evening panther fans it's your boy tony dunn aka the professor it's the c3 panthers podcast brought to you by carolinacatchronicles.com where every tuesday night we chop up the latest panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective brace yourselves panther fans 2022 will be a macadoozy <laughs> tonight where we are going to be talking about oh a lot of big nfl news from hard knocks to sean payton leaving the new orleans saints ben mcadoo signs up with the squad and we'll have a lot of stats and things to talk about but the division playoffs guys oh what a weekend of football man and uh man it was enjoyable at the same time, I would think about my poor Panthers and go, gosh, I wish I was one of those people. But I tell you this, I wish I was one of those people. With Cody Lashney, my co-host, welcome back to the C3 Panthers podcast. Tony Dunn, what an incredible weekend of playoff football. I think, if anything, it kind of goes to show how far the Panthers are behind when you don't have a badass quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And I already hear people, oh, what about the Niners? What about the Niners? Dude, look, you need a franchise quarterback to be successful in today's NFL. I've been saying that for a while. Um, but, yeah, man, the, the Panthers have to do everything in their power to get one. And we're going to be talking about that all off season. But you already know that there's nowhere I'd rather be on a Tuesday night then hanging with my boys, Tony, Greg, CK. But you also know we're going to be hanging out with the best Panther fans and all of YouTube. You already know them and love them. It's our boy, Drew. 
ATX19, Jay Sue, Joey the Blind Panther, Kango Fort, Matt Knows Nothing, Off Grid, Panther Blue, Panther Pickle, Cardiac Cat, Thomas Tomlinson, Tom Estes, Underground West, Zach Simmons 13, Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. That's what I call roll call, baby. Roll call. Yep. Everybody present and attentive. We're going to go to carolinacatchronicles.com and check out a couple of stories I've been putting out. I've been in this little writing groove for the last couple of days. Um, ooh, today I published, I just published it a few moments ago, like in, within the last hour. Title is uh, the article Ben McAdoo Offensive Statistics, Damn Statistics, and Horrifying Stats. Oh, we'll be talking about those horrifying stats and some of those uh, offensive statistics that got Ben McAdoo hired and part of the Carolina, Carolina Panthers. Um, so fun stuff to talk about. Smash thumbs up button, subscribe, hang out with CK in the house. How are you? CK? Yeah, man. Uh, COVID positive. Um, so that's Ooh. good. Oh, um, yeah, you yeah, sound great bro. though. Yeah. You yeah. Sound great. We did get uh, tested positive yesterday and my, my throat was horrendous. Like it's, it was so bad. It's so sore. Um, oh, no. it's getting a little bit it's better. Pikes, so that's always positive. The money maker. Yeah. It is. Oh. Um, but it was, uh, you know, honestly, it made my voice sound even better if I'm being honest, but you know, <laughs> we're here to talk about the Panthers and the Panthers, man. I'll tell you what. Um, all the news we're going to talk about today, somehow, even though as Panthers fans, we should be happy, we still feel like there's very little hope. We're going to get into it, guys, but uh, I'm happy to be here chopping it up with you guys. Greg, I've been uh, reading Lord of the Rings. I've been That's been my little nerd endeavor over the last week. Uh, I watched choice. the Star Wars this past week. Oh, thank you. Uh, you guys have a lot of fun. Uh, Sarah Taylor out there. She's usually hanging out in the chat room here. Welcome back, Greg. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. It's the Lord of the Rings. Just about anything you do with that, you can't go wrong. So you should enjoy that. Hey, you guys ever seen that movie, Don't Look Up? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love okay. it. So so, so good. That, that's kind of where I'm at right now with the Carolina Panthers. With It's one of those things where like, <laughs> I saw this coming a long time ago. And I was trying to put it out there and tell everybody. And now, now we see the comet, and and now or the asteroid, and and there's just nothing we can do about it. It's, it's too late. Yeah. Speaking late. of movie references, um, one of the things I was right when I wrote about Ben McAdoo is it's hard to get past, and we're not going to get too much into Ben McAdoo right now, but uh, it's hard to get past that image of him with the mustache and the slit back hair. Right. You know, I mean, it's just so visually seared into your brain. And then it's associated with the struggles when he was a head coach. But I recognize what it was, dude. So I was talking to Nick Filato from Big Blue View today. When I published that video, I got an interview on Ben McAdoo's X's and O's and style. But he talked about one of the good things that Ben McAdoo did is he helped Eli Manning with his footwork. And he said that it improved tremendously. And this was like this big jump from um, the McBride offense to him. And that was a big part of it. And this like quickness and all of this. And he said he really did improve 
with his mechanics. But then he came he came out and he becomes like kind of a star and then like they give him the job in New York and he comes all of a sudden he comes with like a regular haircut that year he was doing great. And then he's head coach and he's slicking his hair back. And I thought, this is Gordon Bombay from Mighty Ducks too. He is being wow. he is he's not. You had to reach a Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo tried to be someone he wasn't. Who would have thought? Gordon Bombay, bro. Gordon Bombay with the slick back hair. The number's 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Leave us a message. Tell us what you were thinking about um, the division playoffs. Uh, Carolina potentially being on hard knocks. Sean Payton. Uh, leaving the NFC South, guys. Let's start with this incredible week of football or weekend of football. Yeah. yeah. If, if we I told my start wife, with- Cody, I told my wife that um, she was like, "Man, what happened that game?" You were like cheering, you know, and like I was like, "Oh, crap!" Oh, dude, I, was I mean, I was like, crazy. and I wasn't even—I'm not even into other teams as much, so I usually don't get super yeah. emotional on like other teams. And I was like, "Oh, damn." And, I, and she was like, what was going on? I said, man, if you look at the last two minutes of that game, they scored as many points as the Panthers did in the last, like, eight games. Right. Right. Yeah. And she was like, whoa. <laughs> and that was what it I'm, felt like, guys. What would you see, man? That ending. The ending. Oh, my goodness. Listen, Buffalo dude, can't make a stop to save their damn life. Neither that game Kansas came, City. Yeah, that game came down to whoever won the coin toss in overtime. Yeah. That game came down to. If Buffalo would have won the coin toss in that in overtime, they would be they would have won that game. Yeah, always that, go heads, man. Yep. The moment always that he called tail, yep, that's I knew contrary it. Dude. Everybody's no, dude. The oh, moment God. that he said tails, literally the moment he said tails, tails like, never fails, it. dude. What that's are you it. About? No, that's no. bullshit, dude. Heads, no, heads, heads is always what you go for, man. Mm-hmm. Always, yeah. dude. By the way, so, shout out to eighty nine J subs. For the one ninety nine, it says Sushi, keep pounding. Love your brother. Hey, keep it up. Can, Appreciate it. Can I ask just just based on you guys know my my kind of tinfoil hats conspiracy theory about this being a television show and how it's got to be somewhat scripted and they try to kind of push the narrative in the direction we see you know evidence of this every year. But I mean, based on the fact that they extended the season because they want games to be more competitive and oh look at this at the end of the season there's what fourteen teams. In the last week, or not 14 teams, but like eight or nine teams in the last week, they can still make the playoffs, you know, which is, you know, right. mind bending. And then they have these four games that are all amazing endings to all these games with insane things yeah. happening, like the fourth quarter. It looked like there was they no defense last being week, played though. in the last the two minutes. The game sucked last week. Well, well, and then look at, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying there's so many things out there. The, the Cowboys getting that call, even though they lost, the refs did everything they could to give the Cowboys a chance to win that game. The fumble with Brady, like there's so many things that push a narrative. Because you also gave him like there was 10 no defensive penalties, though. That's what I'm saying. I agree. Like look, is I think push, this, you know, I, uh, I think that the uh, extra seeds kind of water down the playoffs a bit. No, I think uh, it made it more fun, man. Because you have to realize the 49ers, teams, right? The, four, the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> made it into the playoffs the last game of the season, yeah, and then they went into Dallas. And then into Green Bay and won. And I think going forward, it's going to be more fun for those teams 
that are going to be on the fringe. Like there were a lot of teams this year at the end of the season, like the Chargers, the Colts, like so many of the final games of the season, they mattered because of that extra seed. I, I, I like it. I agree with you. Last week was a bunch of blowouts, but I, I do believe this last weekend was probably the best weekend of playoff football I've ever seen in my life. And it's probably the most oh, fun I've had. Ever no, seen? Dude, I'm yes. being real. A it lot is. of other people are saying that too. Tony. And I I also think, um, you know, looking at, at these playoffs, man, it shows, like I said in my intro, it shows a clear differentiation between the best teams in the NFL and how far they can go. And it's correlated to that quarterback system. Uh, or to that quarterback that they have behind center, man. When you watch the end of that Bills-Chiefs game and you see the heroics that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes put on, <laughs> yeah. dude, those guys are superheroes. They're like Kryptonians, dude. They can do fucking anything you ask them to, throw a ball 50 yards. Man, that ending, man, the fact that every single offensive, uh, every time the Chiefs got the ball or the Bills got the ball, they were going to the end zone, man. I mean, those defenses couldn't do anything to stop it. That, that was my favorite weekend of NFL football ever and the most fun I've had this season, I think. Well, yeah, you got to think about every fun. single game ended with a walk-off score. Like, every one of them. Um, and, you know, you might not find that to be super entertaining, but, you know, that that to me tells me every <laughs> single – Every how about that is how do you not find it entertaining? Right, of course that's, we yeah. do. Like, right. that's the most entertaining way to end every game. Right. You know, so I mean when you think about it, I mean at the end of the day, I mean this this was by law by like let's be honest about some stuff. These guys like every single team if, if it was just like four blowouts, I think we would have all just turned off the game by halftime. Every single one of these games for the most part kept us enthralled to the very last second. I'm not gonna lie. If Tom Brady wasn't Kansas Tom Brady, I would have turned off that game mm-hmm. at halftime. Yeah, I didn't start watching the Kansas City game until there was about like really watching it until there was about five minutes left. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Basically watched, you I basically the watched everything part. from the game. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what stood out to you? Like, what's your favorite? Not moments. You give me moment storyline of this weekend with the playoffs. Like, what is the <laughs> My favorite, yeah, is the, iconic. What What do you think of? I mean, I got a couple, but go ahead. my the most iconic for me is the fact that uh, we. I mean, it's it's what happened after the weekend, and that is the the hope in the NFC South that that this thing's wide open for somebody to take it. Whether it's going to be the Panthers or not, it's going to be de- to be determined. But you know, the uh, that that's that's where my uh, my mindset went. Like, other than that, if you're looking at just the specifics of the game, it's that. Um, you know, with good coaching and, and, and proper talent around you, um, you can you can have a team like the Bengals still overcome, uh, you know, uh, huge deficiencies in the offensive line. Um, but you're still hugely, hugely under under, uh, I guess, under underperforming for what your potential is because of that lack of offensive line. So, um, you know, which uh, I think the Bengals should be the 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 type mm-hmm. of uh, team we should look for as uh, as the possible uh, I guess footprints that we should follow into success. Yeah. Can I ask you all this because I've been thinking about it too? And you mentioned the Bengals, okay? I mean, mm-hmm. they were picking number one in the draft 
what two years ago yeah and, and then there was also that conversation of you know should they take Pinesu in the first mm-hmm. round and everybody kind of clowned on them when they didn't and yeah their offensive line is bad like we're not going to pre- we're not going to pretend like Joe Burrow didn't get sat nine times against the Titans which is bananas right. but I mean when you look at Joe Burrow and and how he's able to sling that ball to Jamar Chase and how potent their offense is man it really kind of makes you think man and I'm not saying the Panthers should do one thing or another but and and, and again I'm I'm not done with my own personal evaluations but Tony has been saying like you know if if the Panthers draft an offensive lineman it's not going to do anything for Matt Rule. Like they have to get the quarterback position fixed. And yeah. if there's a guy that they like in the draft, well, why couldn't the Panthers be like the Bengals? You know, draft a quarterback, take some offensive linemen in later rounds. We still have Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen that we're yep. all very hopeful about. I mean, if it is a Kenny Pickett that the Panthers think is going to be good, or if it is a Malik Willis, you know, maybe, maybe the Panthers should do it, but it, it goes back to that evaluation thing. If the Panthers can't truly evaluate the quarterback position properly, right. well, then we're just going to be swinging and missing just to fix the position and not actually drafting the right players. Right. But when you look at Joe Burrow, dude, that guy is special, man. Yes, that guy yes. is special. Special. L- listen to this, man. What I, one thing I took from this weekend is listen to this list. Hill Mahomes, Cup Stafford, Debo Garoppolo, Adams Rogers, Allen Diggs, Chase Burrow. Every elite team that, that was in this playing this weekend or is left has an elite quarterback and wide receiver combo. And I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now, of all those that are absolutely amazing, Burrow and Chase have the potential to be the best for the longest time out of all yeah. of them. Well, that yeah, because it's like the moment hungry, year one. And those guys together, uh, Chase and Burrow, they have such good chemistry together, man. Yeah, they're they're going to be something to watch out for. I'm telling what you, what about the storyline that uh, remember in week one, basically are going into this year, Jamar Chase had been mm-hmm. struggling with had drops, and then they're like, yeah, it just and, and then he talked about the white on the football, which actually I thought was a thoughtful comment, you know, and then people were like, oh my god, the white on the football and this and that, and then my man went out there and had the best season <laughs> in the yeah. history of football. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think Joe Burrow, how about this? Is I was a guy that wasn't um, fawning over Joe. I mean, I just didn't really care about Joe Burrow when he came either, into right? the league. Yeah, I didn't either. But he has endeared me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm on board. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm on the Burrow bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my man my- comes out here. He was asked this. He was like, they were asked, like, how does it feel to win, you know, for the city, the first playoff game? In 30 years, like older than you are. Yep. And he goes, um, it feels like that's the standard. Like we're going to do this every year. Yes. And it I wasn't it, cocky. Dude. It wasn't this and that. And he was like, yeah, I mean, but then he goes on. It's like, yeah, I mean, I guess I mean, it's great to, you know, you know, fans want to win and we want to give them that. But he's like, it ain't, this is the norm, homie. And he yeah. was, it was so cool. This guy, man, I'm cheering for the Bengals, dude. I'm cheering for the he's Bengals. like he's like the most effortlessly cool yeah. player in the NFL. Dude. Like that guy's not even trying. Yeah. You mentioned like that guy's not even trying. 
Dude, that guy broke my heart, man. LSU beat my Clemson Tigers in the national championship, dude. So it's like, I, and you know, my brother is a huge LSU fan. So I was following Joe Burrow kind of that whole season. The dude's a baller, man. The dude's a baller. He doesn't have all the physical traits that say even a Josh Allen has. But dude, it don't fucking matter, Why man. Josh Allen make look like every he single math play in the games. He's because he's given everything like he fucking has. Like, yeah, bro. if I played that well, lines, his eye, he is like, yeah, bro. Can he I looks tell like a you, robot? Like, he, I mean, he looks like he just went and smoked meth. Like, yeah. I don't care what people say. Like, right now, I say this without question: Josh Allen is the quarterback that is the best quarterback in the NFL. People are going to try to say Mahomes is. Mahomes literally was throwing to wide open Travis Kelsey 20 yards down the the field. Josh Allen was threading a needle with 13 seconds left to Davis in the end zone and getting a go-ahead score. Mm -hmm. Like... Josh After Allen not getting around up. for 20 seconds. My oh, favorite four, play, Josh three, Allen. Downs fourth downs on that drive. Four. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I fourth had and four on that. And he runs back. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, God, here comes this. This is what Cam used to do. It's like, oh, shit. He's already but, back there. They're already in the backfield. Josh Allen he, is what Cam he, Newton was supposed to do. He scrambles. He pump fakes twice. And then goes, you know what? We need this fourth down. And runs for, it runs like eight yards, six mm-hmm. yards. And yeah. blast this dude. Ooh, that was a good moment. That yeah. was a good moment. I mean, Josh Allen is the truth, homie. Hey, how do you feel if you're Gabriel Davis and you just had the best game probably of your life over 200 yeah. yards and four touchdowns and you and lost? I mean, no, how you re- no receiver. <laughs> no, dude, no <laughs> receiver has <laughs> ever had four touchdowns. Like five touchdowns or something? Four. Like, no no like, receiver has Davis, ever had four Davis touchdowns had four. in the postseason. Yeah. yeah. He broke, he he broke a record. Four? Yeah, he had four well, He touchdowns. had four in this game. In this game, Jesus, this is a good question, right? Hey, this is a good question. Let's do this real quick, all four of us. If you had your pick of any quarterback in the NFL and you could just bring them to the Carolina Panthers, who are you picking? Tony, Josh Allen. All right, we know your case is Josh Allen. You go first, I didn't think about it for a second. Yeah, give me a second. Greg, who are you taking, man? Chat, I want to hear. Look, we might as well talk about this. I mean, we have no idea who the Panthers quarterback is going to be for the next fucking five years, potentially. So we might as well dream a little bit. It's the postseason. If you had your pick of any quarterback on in the NFL, who are you picking? Okay, I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and say Joe. I'll go ahead and say Joe <laughs> oh, Burrow. Shut up, uh, I'll Joe Burrow. Say, I'll go ahead and say Burrow and Allen's. Allen's right behind that. Right. I'm right there with you, Allen's. A- hey, I feel like y'all should yeah. know who I'm going to say. Taysom Hill. I mean, Justin Herbert. Uh, just, uh, Justin uh, Herbert. Just, Herber, oh, Herber, good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, dude, no, look. And, dude, listen, can I just say this? Like, uh, you know, there's a bunch of different names in the chat. Josh you have, Allen, like Josh Allen, Joe forever. Burrow. Her, I have. But, and I think all of these are, are legitimate answers. But, dude, I'm going Herbert, man. I think Justin yeah. Herbert, if you, look, if you look at what he was able to do this year, like him and Josh Allen have the same skill I think Josh Allen right now. Right, right Josh Allen, right I feel now. like, hands down, is a better QB. Yeah. Like, I'm I, right I with Josh Allen right now. I hate, he got like, more of a and by, by the way, Grim Reaper, with the, ass Grim Reaper with the $5 says Josh freaking Allen. 
appreciate that, Graham. And yeah, that's a great answer. I would Catalina be comfortable. I wouldn't be comfortable with Herbert. I'd be comfortable with Allen. I'd be comfortable yeah. with Mahomes and Burrow. Like those are the four. Those are the four right now yeah. because, like I, I mean, I do think Aaron Rodgers. To me, I know that you guys are gonna say he score a lot this weekend and stuff, but I still think he's like dope as a mug. But he's old. Those guys are awesome. They're dope as he is, and they're like twenty four. <laughs> you know, um, so there's a lot of good quarterbacks. Uh, the Panthers, speaking of this, oh, one other interesting moment for me, at least, was when Tyreek Hill caught that touchdown. And he was, like, on the 35-yard the line. Yeah. The dude is on. I mean, it was, like, so far away from the end zone. And he ran 10 yards. And mm-hmm. then it was, like, everybody knew. Everybody. Even I knew. I knew. He the moment it happened, yep. The people that, yeah, like he, <laughs> he had this peace sign up. And he didn't even have like some crazy better angle on them. He was, this a, he mug was just random, yeah. turbo boosted. He plays football and fast forward, bro. He's, he's like bro. signed to Hedgehog, dude. He yes. just runs away from I'm, people. He was looking at people. And when he's running by you, chucking the deuces at you, how stupid do you have to feel in that moment? <laughs> like you're just watching this fucking guy run away from you. Yeah, but that's what boss, Sean McDermott said. said. Someone, someone asked Sean McDermott about it, and he's like, "Well, I don't know. I won't answer that." Pretty much saying, "Yeah, it should have been taunting," without actually saying it. I don't even. I look. I that one yeah. is look. I would say he's like should be grandfathered in. Can we? Can I be honest? He's been doing that celebration his whole career. Yeah. The fact the fact that that wasn't a penalty is the only reason the Bills were still in that game. If that would have been a penalty and they would have called that touchdown back, well, Patrick Mahomes still had over a minute to drive Mm -hmm. down there and score a touchdown. And the way the Bills defense was playing, they were going to do it. Mm -hmm. Like so, I mean, when you look at it from that perspective, that was the that was the opportunity that that the Bills needed to come back there and actually do something. But unfortunately, the Bills' defense just again did the exact same thing the Panthers do on a weekly basis, and just let let you know uh, let this team just walk all over them. I think he's but, the fastest game speed player I've ever seen. Yeah, like yeah, that I can, run. I like I mean, that, I don't yeah. know. You can give me all these other people that run faster this, and they can give me these measurements that. You know, like the whatever, you know, they do this crazy stats and they'll be like, oh, he went 27 miles an hour. Like, you can give me that. I just saw somebody, I was like, he's the fastest dude I've ever seen on the football field. Dude, he's unreal, I, mean, I got to go back to like Dion or something like that. Mm-hmm. And listen, I, I think we need to give Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I mean, CK, you're right. He, he has an incredible talent around him. Yeah. But, but dude, the, 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 oh, the he's throws. Sick, bro. He's so the that this guy Under makes and, and how fast he's able to read the defense. Like, oh, that's another thing. Like, when you see with 13 seconds left, the Bills are essentially defending the end zone and not the sideline. Or maybe if I, maybe I have that vice versa. But they, I mean, the, the Bills' defense, they were in a terrible scheme. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Mahomes recognizes it. And he just waits until he has uh, Kelsey coming on the inside. And then, dude, the fact that he was able to get into field goal range within 13 seconds, 
Like that guy is the real deal, man. There's a reason why for the fourth year in the row, the AFC championship game is going through Arrowhead. Like, mm-hmm. yes, they have an incredible coach, incredible players, but the song remains the same. If you don't have a franchise quarterback, I really don't think that you have a chance. That's why I truly don't think the 49ers have a chance this year. Um, and Patrick Mahomes is special, man. He's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They Agreed. all are. Yeah. Hey, speaking of special quarterbacks, I've been trying to look up just stats from college. And, Cody, I'm nowhere near where you are at analyzing talent or anything. I, mean, I don't watch college football near as much. But can you tell me anything about this Malik Willis guy that I keep seeing floating around names for Carolina to look into as quarterback? Yeah, Malik Willis. So, listen, but a little bit inside baseball. This year, Malik Willis is going to be that Josh Allen slash Zach Wilson type of player and that okay. they have tremendous upside. But they played at a, and, uh, with a football team in a conference that you've never heard of. Yeah. They were not surrounded by NFL talent. So a lot of the times that showed up on the stat sheet. Malik had three games where he threw three interceptions. Now, I haven't looked at all of those interceptions, so I can't say whether or not they were all on him. But he wasn't on a good football team. Um, and he easily has the biggest physical upside of all the quarterbacks in this year's draft. Not very tall. He's about six foot one, maybe six foot two, um, but he has a bazooka. He's listed at six one. So yeah, he has a bazooka for an arm, and he can run. I mean, he has all the physical makeup that you want from a franchise quarterback. But you know, again, you might need to let him uh, ingratiate himself to the NFL a little bit. And even thinking about Josh Allen, I mean, Josh Allen, even mm-hmm. in his even in his first and second year. He was not the player that we're looking at now. People right. still panned him for his inaccuracies and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, it, it takes time for some of these players. But I think Willis might be one of those players, but he is freakazoid talented. Well, see, I, I just looked at the highlights of him, and I, it, everything I saw looked good, but it's a highlight reel. So everything is going to look right. really good on a highlight reel. And like you said, he was playing for Liberty against team. That was my big concern with he may be really good. I've seen a lot of college players that are elite in college that play for better teams that when they get to the pros aren't good. And some people I think that are like that, like when you get to the minor leagues, that's your ceiling and you're a really good minor league player, but you're not good enough to take to the next level. Nothing wrong with that. I, I just didn't know about that when I was watching him because I like the highlights. I well, the risk is there. It. You know, this is sometimes this is just uh, the amount of risk you put in to a pick is so much of a, I think a draft analysis is sort of a dollar cost averaging in the background that you don't want to admit. Right. You know, I mean, in, in some ways you could argue that the Panthers picking JC Horn was a fiscally safer pick, right? Because you've actually heard that um, Matt rules say that only 20% of first round or top 10 quarterbacks or hits. Like he said, something like that. I mean, you could probably do that for every position. Right. Yeah. Um, but if Matt Rule said it, I don't trust it. Right. <laughs> but I think this, it was like this is let's take JC Horn, who has a high, high floor and a high ceiling for his position, rather than somebody who has had more risk, a quarterback. 
Rashawn Slater with his short arms. No risk it. No right? Is that this? Is that so? The amount of risk yeah. is lessened. He was just a little bit worried, and so the Malik Willis. You know, you're buying. You're not buying the blue blue chip stock. You're dipping into a good stock. You're buying the Pfizer right now. Um, I'd be interested you know, to see what happens to him once the uh, combine hits and pro days, because I could easily see teams just starting to fall in love with this kid. You know, the Panthers are playing three, and we'll finish up the the playoffs a little bit. It's kind of. Um, well, oh, Matt, you guys got to say anything about the overtime mess? Yeah, it was a travesty that uh, that Josh Allen didn't get an opportunity to actually answer that because, you know, Josh, that offense was deserved every opportunity to try to win that game for that team. Should have called heads. He should have called heads. They're should doing have it. Should made a defensive out. stop is what I say. By the way, didn't this also – that's a good point. And th- didn't this also happen to the Kansas City Chiefs? Yes. A few years ago, yeah, because the Patriots, uh, the the Chiefs didn't get a chance in, in overtime. The Patriots got the ball. Tom Brady and the Patriots go downfield and they score and they went to the Super Bowl. I think, uh, you know, it, it, it sucks that it's that way, but there is a point to be made of, about what Tony just said, and, and like I can see it both ways here. But the Buffalo Bills had and. Like they were saying on the broadcast, the number one rated defense in oh, the man. NFL. They would not stop saying it, would they? they, they were, like, the Carolina Panthers were number two. Do you yeah, know, it's, so, it's so crazy. But it's like you have the number one defense. That guy's in dusted the NFL. in 13 <laughs> Yeah, and dude, you just had 13 seconds to keep them out of field goal range. I know. And they scored and, touchdown. And, and they're like, man, um, look, or, well, they, I think they got a field goal attack. But, um, the other thing is this is some of that was like a bad, not bad coaching. We'll go that far, but you squib kick it, right? You shave a couple more seconds off. Mm-hmm. Um, you play a little bit deep. You almost drop back. I think Tony Romo was the one that was saying drop back more, man. You could have pulled the old Phil Snow from last year where you just rushed two. What year was that? Or was that Ron Rivera? We did that where one time we just sent two people. That was Ron. That was then, Ron Rivera, dude. Uh, was yeah, where it was Washington or whatever that guy, and it was just like we ain't got no second. Everybody get back. Like you yeah. could have done that though, and it would have actually been better. In that case, yeah. I mean, here's here's my thought. Like with the overtime rules. Like, a lot of people want to say, you know, well, the Buffalo defense had an opportunity to stop them. Let's be real about something. Number one, the Kansas City Chiefs defense wasn't stopping the Bills either, right? They weren't They weren't stopping the Bills either. They weren't, but it, it was, it was slow it. The Hold Bills on. had a 17-play, three-fourth down drive. That That's a little bit different than the way the Chiefs were marching down the field. No. no. The, Josh Allen got the ball back with a, a minute left, and he scored in 40 seconds. And then he in got the, the ball, drive. one yeah. of 75 yards, get, got a bomb down the field to Gabriel Davis on one play. Like, in it wasn't like, <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't even like it was that big of a difference. Now, the other aspect of this, we can argue, you know, it was the Bills, they, they're the best defense. you got to keep in mind, the best defenses in the NFL have a very difficult time when you start thinking about overtime. Overtime is not easy to be because you already are just completely worn out. 
add on top of that, you were the last team. You were on the field at the end of the game already. Like, so, I mean, no matter what way you look at it, the Bills defense had a, had a, yes, they were not good. The coaching style was not great, but they were given a short, they were given like, listen, I mean, the Bills were just shafted by a coin toss. That was really what it boiled down to. What about this? Um, so a lot of people come out and they say, got to change the overtime rules, got to change the overtime rules. So when we change the, or we, I'm not part of it. When the NFL changed the overtime rules and not too, too long ago, right? Last decade or something like that, where yeah, they did the like back and forth, you know, kind of right. thing. It used to be sudden, like you played to the end. Field right? goal won like, the game. Yeah. yeah. No, no, uh, it used to be a field for, goal. Oh, like first score yeah, yeah. won, no matter what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could do something like where you could have two rules, one for the playoffs, one for the regular season. Cause I felt yeah. like the, what they're trying to do now in my th- idea was, is it's trying to speed up the game to a certain yeah. degree. It's like, we don't want to be here for 27 times or whatever, but you could make different rules for the playoffs. Right. Was it really just complete? So a field goal one. Yeah. Field goal one, whoever scored first yeah. one. So if you got a safety, anything that scored first one, I, yeah. I, I want to go with. I would like way. to see them have more of like just play to Wait, the end of the sure? quarter or something. Yeah, that's the because I thought I, I thought if 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 you're at overtime and and you kick yeah, a field it was goal, sudden sudden death back in the but day. But I thought they got a chance to match your field no. goal if you yeah, if first, you kick first the field. Not in the yeah. old old one. He's right. See, I wish they did it now. Don't I, I could be wrong. In college, it's they put them on like the twenty to twenty-five yard line. You get a chance to score. If you don't do it, the other team does, and they score, and you go back and forth till one can't score. Right? It, That's it, the way it I gets. Like. It gets to that eventually. Like I, I, I think, think first it starts with just it's just, just normal that. offense, but then if you keep on going, then you go to the twenty-yard line. Look, they definitely need to. Panthers Pickle says they have two overtime rules now. Oh yeah, well they can't end in a tie. Like in the regular season, they could end in a tie. But my thing is this: is there nothing to be made about the the Kansas City Chiefs are at home? They couldn't put the Buffalo Bills away in four quarters. Isn't there a case to be made that the away team should go first? Like they're on the road. It's the home team's home crowd. You know, it's that you've had I could, four I could quarters. Live with that. That. That's, that's, that's like that had, actually is a bonus to having the higher seed. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking that's about. A great yeah, yeah. I, like I, I think that's how it should be, man. If you're if you're at home, you, like it's you're our all, house, you're we surrounded get the ball. by we your get the fans. Ball. You couldn't beat that team in four quarters. The opponent should get the ball when when it goes into overtime. I can, at least I that's what that. I think. Yeah, I think, but yeah. I don't. Yeah, and I also don't know if you should have to have the ball. I like that one. I think you solved it, Cody. I think that solves it because I don't want them to also like the other team have to get a possession. Like, oh, we will. We got to make it fair. So Josh Allen's right. got to get a chance. Yeah, but the that is the incentive. Anything. Like, that's the home court advantage. We get to go first. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like um, baseball if you think about it. Isn't it advantageous to have the last at bat? Probably, yeah. I mean, in baseball, watch a baseball game. It can be, yeah. I mean, right. You mean, but at the home team gets the ball, like they're batting last. Like they always get the last <laughs> chance to know if they need to get one more damn run. 
and it's an advantage to be at home because then all you got to do is get them out if you're ahead and you don't even got to go bad again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, if if we're on the road and we make it to overtime, we should get the ball first in halftime. All right. uh, I wanted to go back because you guys were talking. First, uh, smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the show. Get in the comment section. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Let's do one more topic, and then we'll jump into some cat calls. Yeah. We still got to talk about... uh, Actually, let's do this. Let's talk about Sean Payton. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I saw today that Sean Payton announced he will not be returning uh, to New Orleans Saints. Uh, was this is this unexpected? I mean, I did hear a couple of rumors yesterday or something like this, or the Ian Rappaport story came out like this could. I thought that was yesterday. One of the guys, Schefter, the same dude, they're the same guy for the different. So, but they put out a story, and then today it happened. So, my brother, a diehard Saints fan, I text him it, like this news kind of dropped out of nowhere today. Yeah. Uh, so then I call my brother, and he doesn't sound surprised at all. Like uh, this was kind of going to happen, right? And I think that Panther Pickle, uh, you know, he put this in the chat. He makes a good point. Saints are seventy-four million dollars over the cap. There's no more Drew Brees. And it's like, you know, you're not in a position where that team is going to be good, maybe even in the next year or two. And that really prompted um, the playoffs this year. Yeah, but I mean, dude, going (laughs) forward, there's there's no guarantee and they don't have a lot of money to really fix that team. You know, they've been saying that they might be open to trading some players now. Um, But I, I felt like this prompted um, uh, a discussion online, and I wanted to share this from Julian Council. It's related to the Sean Payton and the Panthers. Uh, it says, not only does Sean Payton's retirement place more pressure on Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers brass to get things right this <laughs> offseason, it further highlights how poorly they've handled the quarterback decisions during the past two. When Newman Rule was hired back in January of 2020, that Matt Ryan and Drew Brees weren't going to be playing much longer. And when Tom Brady arrived in Tampa, it was only thought to be two, two maybe three years. Mm. The thought that the Panthers had the time to rebuild an aging roster, then in a few seasons, likely 2022, have a chance to be positioned to top the division after identifying the long-term option at quarterback, we all know that hasn't happened. The Panthers are no closer now than they were two years ago at identifying the future at quarterback, and that's unacceptable given the current state of affairs in the NFC South and the potential changes at the position across the rest of the NFC. And that Mm -hmm. is perfectly summed up to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely perfect. The NFC South is in such flux right now. The, the, The Falcons hired a new head coach. Sean Payton, out the door. Tampa Bay, dude, people are speculating that this might be Tom Brady's last year playing football. If you heard his radio interview. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't know if I believe that. But if I do or don't, whatever, those are the rumors being spread right now. The fact that even after all of that, the Panthers don't look to be in a position to capitalize on all of that, it makes what we're going through even worse. We had a golden opportunity to make some headway in the NFC South. Um, 
And, you know, I, I kind of feel like we didn't do that. Now, going forward, it helps that the New Orleans Saints don't have Sean Payton as their head coach. I mean, that goes without saying. Um, but, dude, I, I just – I really feel like there's been a bunch of missed opportunities, mm-hmm. to quote former coach Ron Rivera, um, when you look at how this has all been handled. Yeah, you're 100% right, man. And I think we were all saying that back when the, at the very beginning, whenever uh, yeah. Rule came here. You know, that this is a perfect time for him to rebuild and take over whenever this league turns because this well, not league, this uh, conference turns, which is about to. And we're just yep. going to stay right at the bottom with it. Uh, uh, hey, what do y'all think about Peyton to Dallas? Sorry, good. No, just make sure we don't miss it. Uh, southbound with $5 said reality check as Panther fans, the only draft we care about is our fantasy draft. And I'd like to see, ter- uh, see Tepper. Hop in late Norman for our 0-17 party. Oh, God. Hey, you know what? It better be a polar plunge. It better be after a weekend of snow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. What do you think of the chances of uh, Peyton going to Dallas? Because I've heard rumors of that for the last year throughout different podcasts and different uh, sports analysts. Just mentioning talk and talking about how much, uh, what's his name, Jerry Jones wants Peyton and how Peyton's con is, is leaving New Orleans. I, I think it might be sooner than that, man. After yeah, the way, mean, I, what happened with Dallas this that'd year? That'd be awesome. I, you know what? I'm rooting for <sighs> They'd be that. Lethal. They'd I be don't absolutely think, lethal, man. If you watch the pot or the um the interview or I guess the uh final press conference of and again we can take this with a grain of salt. I'm assuming that you know money will will be the talking point that would change his mind. But it really sounds like Sean Payton has no intentions of coaching this year. Now, does that mean he won't in the future? You know, we don't know. You know, it's very possible. But based on his words and the way he's saying it, he's like, listen, I, I, I drive into I drive to the games and I see these people out here tailgating and they look like they're having way more fun than I am, you know? And uh, and so it sounds like he's just really wanting to be a fan of football for a little while. When I heard yeah. the news that uh, he was stepping away, the first thing I thought is, is this dude has had it easy for the last decade. He's been getting it done. He had Drew Brees. He had Alvin Kamara for the last few years. Like, they've been getting it, you know? Like, they've been good. Yeah. Now I'm looking at this salary cap, and it's sucking. Dude. I ain't got I got to look at Taysom Hill, and he's sucking. Can we can we talk about it how almost? Many people... And this is why the Dallas thing is kind of interesting to me is because like wouldn't that yeah. just be a lot easier? Of a I think life it would be. To like I you know it what is like hey I did a lot for New Orleans, y'all welcome this and that. But I'm gonna go and play some winning football with all these other good players. I, I think that's where yeah. he's gonna end up is in Dallas. Yeah, I mean so and it's I'll... very possible after this year, like after the 2022 yeah. season, um, especially if Mike McCarthy takes a step backwards. Then yeah, I'd absolutely I could see that. Uh, it's also a very Jerry Jones thing to do. I yes, mean, even yes, at, yes, yeah, yeah, like, it, even, it even after, that's a Jerry Jones thing to do. But dude, even after the uh, after they on lost, hard knocks too again after their <laughs> loss to the 49ers, it was like, yeah, well, when you have these kinds of players, gotta win right now. You gotta win when the getting's good. So it's like, yeah, man, and apparently. This dude has had a hard on for Sean Payton forever. For a while. Like, this dude yeah. wants mm-hmm. uh, he wants Sean Payton to be the head coach. Wouldn't you want I, Sean Payton more than Mike McCarthy? Hey, listen. Yeah. I have all, listen, mm-hmm. as much as I hate the New Orleans Saints, I have always given props 
to old duck lips for being one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. Like I mean, him, that, him and Dylan Moore together. Can you imagine? Oh man, with all that talent. Mm. Uh, I kind of don't Kellen think Moore's Kellen Moore would. I don't think Kellen Moore would want to live. Like he probably wants to make his own way. I don't yeah. know if I don't think he's going to right to. now. I think he his name to. already cooled off after they didn't get farther. Like the offense wasn't, you know, as cooking as much as it kind of should have been at the end. His name kind of fell off. Yeah. Can I talk yeah. about the Saints for a second, about how that team is going to fall apart? Like, I mean, I sit there, maybe this is all just hope and optimism, but when yeah. you have a team that was willing to restructure contracts because you had a Drew Brees and Sean Payton that gave you an opportunity at a run, these guys are not going to be willing to do that. You're going to be seeing some trades. You're going to be seeing uh, some uh, some people maybe unhappy. You're going to see more Michael Thomas-type drama, I think. Uh, with that organization as they continue with a $70 million cap uh, uh, cap deficit that they're dealing with. I think you're, you're 100% like, uh, I, I would like to, again, this might just be wishful thinking, but I think you're about to see that team oh, sure. really I mean, take a, can't be, a turn can't be optimistic worst. about it right now. You know what I'm saying? So like, I mean, think us. about this. You are already walking through the land of no Drew Brees anymore. You know, like we're walking through the land of no, you know, you know, it's like you're trying to find you're in the land of no quarterback. We're trying to find your quarterback. And yeah, you might have some better answers than Sam Darnold with Jameis Winston, but you not really. I mean, kind of, yeah. You know, it's like you're still in the land of not Drew Brees. And now yeah. you're in the land of not Drew Brees and not Sean Payton. And you're like all oh, this, like is you're walking into the forest, bro. You're walking into the yeah. dark forest if you're Frodo. Welcome to hell, Saints fans. Come join us and get warm and, uh, next to the dumpster I fire. Fucking, I hope it's hot over there. Hope it's hot. Um, one other question I had going back to your point about the missing the golden opportunity for the right rebuild. The thing that upsets me about this and irritates me as you kind of put it out there like that, like this. Why didn't we just rebuild the right way, period? Whether or not it was set up for the right way or not set up for the right way, why did we? And then it would have been set up. Mm -hmm. Like it just really. Right. They wouldn't not only just the missed other. opportunity, but you should have just been doing that right in the, in the first place. It's like mm -hmm. when you tell your like your kid to make their bed, and they have to do it, and then you're like, "Can you spend that time?" They pout it over, and then they go do that or whatever, and then you go up there and guess what? You got to do it anyway again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, it sucks. You didn't save no time. You didn't mm -hmm. save no right. time. You didn't save no, like... They didn't commit either way was the problem. They were afraid to commit to either doing a full rebuild Matt or... Matt a bum, dude. He's a fraud. I don't like him. And I, f I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad rooting against somebody that bad. It's like he's like Derek Anderson to me in my life. Just don't like him. It's a person. Um, you have CK, you got some, you got some life in those pipes for us. Um, sure, we can give her a shot. Just give her a little baby. Oh, just like hey, y'all, give him a COVID. Give him a COVID sad one. This man is COVID positive, and he's still about to give you that shame that you so crave. Talk to him, big papa. Well, hello there. My name is Code Dizzle Allen, CK. I'm here with COVID. And you know what? I've hit the fucking like button. Why have you not hit the like button? I'm very upset with you. I have COVID. 
Hit the like button. COVID sympathy. COVID. Subscriber shame. Hit the like button, y'all. It's so simple to do. It helps us grow the podcast. Um, hit the like. Hit the subscribe. We have 112 people watching right now. 71 thumbs up. You're already doing damn good. Hit that thumbs up. Help us grow the content, grow the channel. And we're going to have a lot more draft content coming up as well. So C3 Panthers podcast is where you want to be. Tony Dunn, let's continue. 252-228-5098. Let's jump into your calls. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good like a three and a four and a Who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in the snow? Who's that kid that can use one? Let me see dog. Real quick before you get started. Everybody make sure you got them dab on the motherfucking like button. It's free. That's right. You got them subscribed. You know what I'm Tell saying? Him, man, it's free, man. It don't cost you anything to hit the goddamn like button to subscribe to the show. Amen. Now, with that being said, this, uh, today, you know, temperature just went ahead and fired Matt Rule for, for even hiring this goddamn trash ass Mick Doo Doo and everything. You know, but, uh, with that being said, man, everybody just get ready for this roller coaster season next year because I don't see us winning any games next year. And we have a tougher schedule. And this is just basically nepotism because McAdoo has got them, Potter got them, Tom Coughlin got them. He was a fun of Tom Coughlin or some BS, you know. And goddamn Rule got them real cool with Coughlin, you know. So, I mean, we, I mean, we just going to damn circles with the same bullshit and fucking circus and the damn dumpster fire, you know. Yeah. But uh, that's nothing really to be excited about, man. I mean, you can't even be excited about this draft, you know. And then on top of that, you got to hire Michael Dudu. He don't like Sam Darnold. On oh, man. message you know, right there. Like, right on time, Lloyd Christmas. You can't even make this shit up, man. This shit is just fucking embarrassing, man. But uh, y'all guys uh, keep doing the great work. This is great. So I'm listening while I'm at work. Everybody in the live chat, man, make sure you got there, hit the like button and subscribe to this show. It's free, don't cost you anything. Everybody have a great night and keep pounding. My man. See y'all. I like Good appreciate you, there. bro. McAdoo-doo. McDoo-doo, as Lloyd Christmas said. McAboo-boo is another one you can go in there. And um, I was talking about, you know, I was talking with Nick Filato from Big Blue View Podcast and, um, and I'll put this uh, this video out tomorrow. But, you know, McAdoo was the second youngest quarter uh, head coach at one point in the NFL. And I forget who he was behind. I read this. But um, he was promoted. They kind of forced Coughlin to retire a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you know, your time's done. It's time. And this is why McAdoo, after having a very good offense, for the New York Giants in 2015. By the way, they are the sixth highest scoring like uh, points per game in 2015. Guess who was number one? The Panthers. Yes, sir. The Panthers. That was a good stat when I saw that one. I was like, oh, it makes me feel good. Um, but he got this, like, so he all of a sudden took this offense up in 2014, 2015 to, like, a legit place. 
and he got interviewed by the Philadelphia Eagles for their head coach position. And that's when the Giants said, we can't lose this dude. And sort of fast-tracked his promotion Mm -hmm. to head coach. So it was interesting. He went went Uh, 11-5 his first year, too, I think. Yeah, learned that, uh, you know, kind of learned that tip. uh, Look for that tomorrow. Got to edit that up tonight. Nick Filato kind of giving us some insight on big or big Ben McDoodoo. Um, I saved this earlier from uh, Kenneth Panther Pickle. Uh, he, he put, honestly, I trust McAdoo if we draft a quarterback. And I wanted to ask you guys this, knowing that, you know, he's kind of had a decent track record on quarterbacks. The guy liked ja- Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. He liked uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, so, like, my question like is Lamar this. Jackson. Yeah, if the Panthers do end up taking a quarterback this year, maybe it's a good thing that we have that guy's eye um, to be able to. Yep. By the way, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. I feel no, I feel no kind of way about this. Just posing well, it's better than Matt Rule picking the quarterback. Oh yeah, for sure. Hold on, okay. He liked Josh Allen. He liked these guys, but he could have drafted those no, guys. No, Easy. So you got to like, keep in uh, mind he was in New was York and Dave Gettleman. Player. Yeah, yeah, Dave Gettleman, okay. and one of them too. He tried to get them to well, and this is all after. By the way, Nick Filato talks about this, so look for it in the interview more. Um, is that this was partially? Uh, what was it uh, when it came to they wanted to trade up from Mahomes, mm-hmm. and like that. And, and but the, he said this is this came out after he was head coach, so like he's been fired at this point. So it's like easy to kind of say I wanted this dude. Right. In retrospect, so but if you take it uh, like that, it's true. Like if you believe that that it's not like he made it up, uh, they picked um, Ingram or whatever that who's that tight end? Tell you don't ever pick Evan Ingram. Oh, Evan Ingram yeah. yeah, wasting yeah. these damn money on these tight ends early. Um, the ooh, what was it? Panthers pickle said something about it. Is a uh, oh uh, here it doesn't matter, Cody. Though he's not going to get to work with his quarterback, probably. Maybe we just need him to help pick it. Ooh, help! Uh, pick I see what it. you did there. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen. I, I think that it's possible that he has a good eye for the quarterback. Um, yeah, I can't say yes or no. It, my problem always remains Matt Rule. If he's yeah. going to be the one pulling the trigger and having the final say, so you know, I just don't trust it. I don't trust that. Uh, you know. It's a possibility that a lot of people in our coaching staff and in our front office liked Justin Fields. But then Matt Rule's like, nah, well, you know, that's 20% chance, right? And just buy himself into <laughs> taking the spineless route. And um, I, I don't know that he wouldn't do that same thing again. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I just think, um, I mean, we're grasping for straws here. Like, we're wondering if maybe this guy might be able to help us get a new quarterback. I mean, that's really all we're grabbing to. And also hoping that Gordon Bombay those... from Mighty Ducks, too, is going to come help oh, us. Well, that he's just a better coordinator than he is a head coach, because that is true for some people. Hmm? I mean, uh, that's not, that is true. What am I kidding? He's going to suck. I should know better. Uh, I'm stupid. Um, 252 Good evening, boys. Baby Rhino and James Hell. 
What's up? Uh, North Carolina. Uh, it's Wednesday, the 20th. Uh, I was just listening to the podcast with uh, Tony and, and um, Cody. Cody, uh, you guys were talking about the offensive line and how terrible it was. But one thought that I was just that keeps going through my mind is the reason our O line sucked is because everybody sucked, obviously, but because we changed it every game. Nobody got to stick in one position. And I'm, I agree with you on Brady and Christians and, and especially Deontay Brown. Uh, boys need to get some chances there. And if they can get the chances and be the players that they are supposed to be, then we don't have that much to draft. We don't have positions that we have to fill. I mean, if we give these two guys a chance, we yeah. need guards. Uh, and if Deontay Brown gets in there, then we don't need a guard. Uh, so... We thought. need one of those guys to be a starter him. next year, like a major contributor. Like both. Very, you yes. know, I mean, we do really need both. Yeah. But if we don't, if one of those guys doesn't like turn out to be a productive, reliable starter, we got a lot of room to make up in free agency. Yeah. Let me ask all, all, all three of you this. And by the way, I want all feelings, no facts. Okay. Do you think? Brady Christensen and Deontay Brown will prove to be starters for the Carolina Panthers. Good starters for the Carolina Panthers. Just your gut feeling. You think they will? Greg, what uh, about one, you? at least one. Yep. Yeah, I think it's safe to say one will. I think it's Tell it's me, it's such a rare thing to see two like a late two late round draft picks from an offensive lineman perspective mm-hmm. turn out to be, you know, star studded in the yeah. same draft. So I think that that you know that's I know that's fact based, but my feeling also kind of goes along with that. Hold on, are you asking if they're going to be stars or starters? No, like, no. Do you think that they are going to be good starting offense? Like, forget Pro Bowl, All Pro. That's what we're hoping for, right? But I'm saying, are they going to prove themselves to be worthy of being starters on the offensive line? Okay, then my answer remains the same. One of them will. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think I don't think either of them will ever be a star. But I think they'll be service. One of them at least will be serviceable. All right, tell me. I I saw Coney Ely uh, almost win the Super Bowl MVP. MVP. <laughs> he okay. had the same exact game, if not better, than Von Miller had on the other side. And Cody Coney Ely don't play football no more. Ooh. So my answer is no. How about that? Damn. Is Matt Rule's going to get fired? This whole shit's going to get blown up. And I could see these guys just being casualties of war. And maybe okay. it's not there. Maybe they do start for the Panthers for a year or two. I hope they do. I hope, man. Yeah. I think that Brady Christensen has shown in, in a very limited sample set. But we haven't even seen. That's like also like telling me, is this blind date right. going to be good? I don't know. And- all I'm here to say is that in the very limited sample size that we have of both of these players, they played very well. So right now, I'm inclined to bet on both of them, right? Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm inclined to bet on both of them. And I really liked Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen before I knew that they were going to be Carolina Panthers. I, I thought that they were going to be good football players, right? But my thing is this. I mean, if we have two players on the offensive line that are going to be able to play for us going forward, well, going back to what that call said 
and what I mentioned on a previous podcast, well, all of a sudden the rebuild of things that the Panthers need isn't as, um, you know, yeah, it's not as daunting yeah, as but it that's once like was. Half, that's like so half full. That's like three quarters full look and towards the future is that if, if and like being realistic only one of the two of them are going to work out in theory right i mean like if you just look at the statistics of players working out probably but then you got to think of injury all of these different things that can happen is that what you need is for the panthers it's not like that we're so far like we need it to work like if one of them doesn't contribute next year we have too many spaces to fill yeah. You know, it's just that simple. We need both of them to contribute and to get free. Like, we need a lot to work for it to work, you know, and that would help them develop as players. It would help a lot of things. But it's just kind of crazy to think you can't just fill out a roster and get every position right and you say they're going to work, they're going to work, they're going to work because it's not. It just yeah. won't. You know what I'm saying? We had 27,000 combinations on the offensive line, and that wasn't entirely by choice. Wasn't entirely my choice, uh, but yeah, is that right now I got more faith in those dudes because Matt Rule said they're sorry. So actually, I think they're pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's what you I'm know, saying. I just feel man. like this is if Matt Rule said like, "Don't go to this restaurant; they have shitty service." I'm like, maybe I'm we should there, go check bro. this place out. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best experience I ever had in my life. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Yeah, I got a couple of things I got to say to the Panthers fan base here. And number one is everybody keeps saying trade CMC. Now that wouldn't be a good idea because the man costs too much money to trade. It would cost us a lot of money in the future, years down the road. So I don't think that's a good idea. You just have to leave him on the field uh, or on the team at least. And he is a good part of this team, whether he's playing or not, because of the man's <clears throat> love for the game. And it rubs off on other players. Mm. Uh, we had the number two defense in the league last year. So I would say that the only thing that we do need for this football team to succeed is offensive line. <clears throat> There'll be another backup running back, uh, tight end for sure. And a couple of linebackers, whether we get those from the, the trade, trading, uh, free agency or drafting, it don't matter as long as we do our due diligence on that. And I think this team could be successful. Uh, as far as the OC goes, don't know who they should get. Uh, maybe they should try to get somebody like a Jay Gruden, whether you like it or not, Jay Gruden is a was a play caller in the past. Matt Rule is not a play caller. We don't know a damn thing about Was this before we signed McAdoo? It must you it don't must have, have been. any choices yeah. that'll come to yeah. Carolina right now. Uh would like to see Chazitsi come back to be the OC, but I don't think that's gonna happen right now. No. And if Jay Gruden would take the job, maybe he would be the best option. Um I know a lot of people are not happy with that, but it is what it is. You have to take what you get. Uh, maybe we could build from there, hire a better one in the future. Well, I want to thank y'all for doing what you do. Appreciate it, man. Uh, sure. I'm Hank Rebel 3, or Hank 3 Rebel, whichever one you want to call me. I do call into the show every once in a while. Oh, that's Hank in the chat. 
But thank you all very much. Panthers, Panther Nation, please hold your head up. Better times are coming. Hank, I like your call. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. But I do got to say, when you were listing that off, you were talking about our defense, one, being good, and it's not. It, I mean, on, on some things on paper, it might be, but it's not. Like, just look at how many points we give up the throughout the last, what, 10 games of the season? And two, we're damn sure not number two. No, we might damn be sure okay, not. but we're not number two. Yeah, and then two, you said we don't have much to fix, <laughs> but then you named off eight starting positions that we need to fix. And eight is, that's half of the 22 starters that are on the team. So that's quite a bit to have to fill eight of 22 positions. Yep. So I, I just feel like, I feel like we're on a different viewpoint with it on that stand and that stance. But other than that, could agree with most everything else. So he made the point though, when talking about Jay Gruden, that it's like, you're kind of at a loss for who will come here. That's why being honest, like I know really no one's excited about Ben McAdoo, but if we're just being real and being realistic, that was probably the best that we were ever going to do. Yeah. And we, than and Scotty we, Montgomery. Yeah, and we went over uh, this too. Who ruined and my then, college alma mater team? You don't need him. Anyone who had a better resume would have been contending to be a head coach somewhere. Right. So realistically, whether you like it or not, coordinator somewhere else. Think about this. I did see this. Is that think about the giant the Giants? So they uh, get the Bills. Basically, the Bills are the Giants are the twenty. 22 version of the 2016 Bills. Giant, hang on, huh? that Matt? Say that one more time. 2022 version of the 2016. Okay, I'm picking up because guess now. what? The what did the Bills do after we won the ultimately the super? Oh, not won. We went to the Super Bowl. They get Sean McDermott. Mm-hmm. Then they get Brandon Bean. They become a little subunit. Of the Panthers, they become Panthers North. Then, mm-hmm. well, what yeah. is what are the, the people are trying to get the Bills met the Giants to be a Panther? I mean, a New York, whatever. They're fucking the Bills, New York, man. New York, Basically, yeah. they're poaching yeah. all the Bills talent. Yeah, and some people are saying this is like, what if this guy brings in Ken Dorsey as the offensive coordinator? You know, and you're like, oh man, this makes sense. They know these dudes. So, Except for this, why the hell would Ken Dorsey not just become the Bills' offensive coordinator with Josh Allen and all of that instead right. of going to the damn Giants? Yeah, you know, and, I mean, uh, it's pretty crazy. Like, I mean, but it's that fraternity. What I'm trying, trying to say is that relationship. In some ways, that's like the. Is that the Ron Rivera tree? It could be, but then that's more like a weeping willow. Well, no, yeah, Sean McDermott's been good, and now yeah. you get this other offensive. I mean, I know he's not really associated with Ron Rivera, but right. anyway, six degrees of separation, whatever that may be. Cody, I was um, actually, I'm gonna play this next call because I have a feeling it's probably about Matt Rule, and this will be a good pivot for what I wanted to say. Yeah, hey, what's going on, fellas? It's Corey calling in. Uh, I what's just up, got around to to hearing that Matt Rule radio radio interview from last week, I think it was. So I'm uh, probably real late on this, man, but the shit was, it pissed me off so much. It was so fucking stupid that I had to call in and, and say something about it, man. And I realized that Matt Rule is one of those guys who just, he just doesn't stand on shit, man. He doesn't, 
it's like his word means nothing. And and you know, like as a man, when when you're just saying stuff and 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 people are hearing what you're saying and and, and they can just throw it out the window because your word doesn't mean anything, bro. It's like that's like one of the 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 worst things you could say as a person is like your word doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Yeah. Because when yeah. he does when he speaks, the things that he says and it it doesn't make it it doesn't mean anything because I don't believe him. I don't fucking believe him and it doesn't make any sense. Like when he was talking about the, the quarterback situation and, and and the first time he really, really opened up about the thought process of of going after the quarterback for the last two years. It it's like, okay, cool. Your plan was to get Teddy, get get a um a veteran quarterback, a stabilizing quarterback who can, you know, be 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 good enough keep your franchise stable for the next couple of years while you find your next franchise yeah, guy. Yeah, while you get your Patrick Mahomes. It drove us crazy, cool. too. That's how you're supposed to really go about things. Amen. Um, like building towards the future, building a new regime. If there's not a franchise guy standing, staring you right in your face, if you don't have the opportunity to go get him, cool, get somebody for, for a good price so you know can right. maybe be good, not great, while you get <laughs> to your guy. And if that was his plan to, you know, to get rid of Cam, I'm all, I'm all for that. I always was under the always was like in the camp that you should have let Cam play out his last year. But, you know, whatever. If you want to sign Teddy to be a stopgap guy, cool. Because Cam, obviously, he's not the future. Like, we love Cam, but he's not going to be our quarterback for the next yeah, perfect seven call, years. Right. But it's like, that's not what the fuck you did. You signed right. somebody who we know is not the guy. And then when he went out and had a Teddy Bridgewater year, you fucking got rid of him after one year. Yes. It's like you sat here and told us that you did a complete roster overhaul. It takes more than one season for, you know, to build up a good team, and you sign a guy who you who, who you just sat here and told us wasn't the future when he came out and had a fucking regular ass Teddy Bridgewater year. He came out through twenty interceptions. He came out and had a Teddy Bridgewater year on a team that yep. you told us wasn't good. Went five and fucking eleven, and then you got rid of him after one year to go after somebody else. It's like who was worse? I'm, I'm gonna have to have part two on this call, but I ain't. here is uh um it's Corey right? Yeah, Corey. Um. He is referencing an interview uh, that we did a full breakdown to of this interview. We did a two hour and 20 minute show on the interviews from WFNZ between him and Scott Fitter. Matt Rule's interview disaster. Right. You can check that out on our channel. Um, but the, but that's exactly what we were that we we agree 100 on that is that if you would have just done what you said you were going to do. Right. And he almost don't wonder if he even knew that because it's almost like he's saying it now because like he knows what he could have done. Maybe that's the case. But if you would have just done that. But no, he panics when he says he don't keep his word. You can't. Tr- he he doesn't have a he's spineless. And I, I hate to say spineless because it makes you sound like you have bad integrity. Yeah. You know, like, I don't mean like well, he's going to take your paycheck or something. What I think he is, is this, is that he is a wussy, man. Like, I think he flinches. I think he gets shook where that's what he, yeah. and maybe he doesn't usually do that, but he's done it while he's been with the Panthers. Do and we think so? Like, woo, woo, so over the place. And to me, I'm starting to wonder, is he really just a politician yeah. And what I mean by that is politicians don't like to say no to people. Well, that they don't you know, like to do anything for you right. either, but they hate to say no. Like if you sit in their office and you're like, well, like, can you do this? I won't say I can't, but I'm not going to help you. 
So the the part that I would say, you know, with that is I almost believe that he is just a yes man, right? And the reason I say that is I think Tepper reads the news. I think Tepper listens to podcasts. I think, well, you know, or he hears what oh, he listens saying. to us, dude, all the time. Haven't you seen my profile pic on Twitter, dude? I know right. him. Right, exactly. I, you know, I, mean, you I, met I, him, I, I, I took the picture for you. So. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think that he is looking at all those pieces, and he's and he's going to Matt Rule and saying, "All right, you need to change this." Everybody was calling for Joe Brady's head. Well, guess what, Matt Rule, you need to do this. All right, yes, sir, I'll go do that. All right, Matt Rule, you need to do this. All right, I'm going to go ahead and make that happen. Yes, sir, you yes, know? Sir, I'll go do that. It would be great for Jerry. Je- I mean, not uh, Jerry Richardson. Like Jerry Richardson, yeah. yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. But and you said it earlier too. It, it's like Matt Rule states a very clear, concise plan that the Carolina Panthers intended to follow. They wanted to do what the Kansas City Chiefs did. The Kansas City Chiefs had Alex Smith. They had an opportunity to build the football team around Alex Smith. And then when they had the opportunity to draft their Patrick Mahomes, his words, not mine, they were going to do so. But then you didn't even follow your own plan, dipshit. Right. You it's, had Teddy Bridgewater, you had, who literally compared to a pick. player like Alex Smith. Then you pass on literally both of the kinds of quarterbacks that you want. If you wanted a mobile, tough, uh, you know, uh, a, a quarterback that can make plays off platform. Well, boom, Justin Fields was right there for you. Who hey, didn't need to start right away. Right. And both of absolutely Justin Fields could have started behind Teddy Bridgewater, but behind Cam Newton, we didn't even have right. to play because, Justin Fields. Right. Justin right. Fields right, right away, man. For a whole year and you could have done it like they did Mahomes. Or you could have picked the polished guy or what that's what people would call more pro ready is that's what I would say with Mac Jones is like, Hey, yeah, the is, he's gonna give passing you, right? It's like, it's more type quarterback. Yeah. He's more ready from day one. He's ahead of schedule. If you think of it as schedule, but he's never going to be, if we could get fields to pass him in that schedule, then all of a sudden you're working with a better product. Yeah. He just didn't do what he said. And you know yeah. what is, and, and that's why we've been so fucking upset. That's why we are so upset with the 2022 year is because it didn't have to be like that. And we didn't need it to be much better. There is a clear argument. I could have felt a lot better about Matt rule and the vision going forward with five wins. If I saw a better fabric of the team there, Mm -hmm. like we could have just done five wins again, but say you had, uh, Slater, who's holding it down, or say you had, and I know that's picking on Jay, but say you had the f- hope of a Justin Fields down the road, the hope of a Mac Jones down the road, it at least gave you the idea that you're walking the right direction, that the wind is at your back a little bit, even at five wins. We got five wins, and it's like a big headwind at us. You know, coming at us. And I wanted to um I wanted to prank call my own podcast and act as Mel Mayock. I know that's mean. And not because I'm trying to make fun of Mel, but he's the only person that's like holding the glass half full about rule. Yeah. 
on the I like, think Paul Man City in our chat room is also one of these people. Oh, okay, good, good. I need a you're too hard on rule person. Right, I just need them to play this devil's advocate for me because I was a little harsh where I said if if Matt Rule said this sandwich shop was terrible, then I'm guessing it's the best sandwich shop in the world. If he says it's great service, I think it's probably terrible service. You have to shut down. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that that is a little harsh to say that someone is always wrong. So that would be their argument, right? Oh, you're being too. Hard. But you know who has said he's been always been wrong is Matt Rule. Matt Rule fired everybody. He's fired everybody. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad you, at you, me. Don't get mad Tony, at me. He's the one that's he's the one that's saying they suck. He's and the you one. said, you said that like you didn't want to question, like you didn't want to make it seem like he's a man of small integrity. But I gotta be honest with you, man. That's what his actions say that he is. Like there's literally a meme about the Carolina Panthers that whenever Matt Rule says something good about a player, you know that he's either not long for the team or mm-hmm. getting ready to be benched or he's just flat out lying to you. Like, why is that a thing? with the Panthers, if he didn't have, you know, I think some real problems adhering to his own philosophies and ideas, which don't really even exist. And then number two, he doesn't really believe anything strongly. So he's going to go whatever way the wind blows. I don't think he's like a con artist, though. All right? Like, I don't think, like, it's like a con artist. What I would more like in the metaphor, the analogy, too, is... Say he was your dad, right? Like he's your dad and you're on a trip in a car, in an airplane, and the worst possible shit happens. You get robbed, whatever, right? The airplane, the mask comes out, and he's like, it's going to be okay. And you don't believe him at all. Like you're like, thanks, dad, for trying to say the right words. Thanks, dad, (laughs) for trying. But you're more scared than I am, dude. You know, it's like it's gonna be okay, and then you're like this head's between his legs, and he's like, it's like, and you're like, the five year old kid's like, good dad, Uh, you know. So I just feel like that is like Matt Rule's trying to tell me, like I'm not saying he's lying to me because he's, it's just like, oh, he like brought you a worst flowers. I don't know. I mean, it's just not confidence inspiring. Like I feel like Noah, I feel like Noah would lift up his family. So he's hanging out with the rules. Right. And the planes going down or they're getting jacked on the highway by somebody. And Noah's the one that saves Matt rule and the rule family. Right. (laughs) As they pee their own pants. I would pay to see that movie. The way I, the, the the way that I would uh, liken it to is uh, Kevin Hart talking about how 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 you lose respect for a parent after you see them get their get their ass beat, you know, like <laughs> yes. so so like when you see a parent who's like in your eyes like built up like this like mo- this like yeah. mindset like made Top you believe world, yeah. that he's this superhero type of person and then he gets into a fight and you just see him get laid out with one punch right. Like and then after that, you're like, all right, yeah, this is. And then it. every time he says, "It's okay, son, I got this," you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah, no, you maybe, don't. maybe you're about to get knocked out. Hey, Dad, Shut up, Dad! Up? I'm gonna call him to come knock you out again, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> dude. Um, 
All right, uh, let's go to the next call. Hey, man, it's part two of Corey's call. And like I was saying, like, so you signed Teddy. Teddy is Teddy for us. He comes out and is exactly who he's been his entire career. For some reason, that wasn't good enough or, you know, for you guys. Because because the team, they try to present like he was our guy. He was like he was our next stop, which is I understand that if he's the quarterback of your team, you want to present him as that. But you fall under fan pressure. You fall on us because everybody fucking hates Teddy because, one, he's not Cam, and, two, you sold us, you sold him as something that we all know he wasn't. So then you get rid of him after one year, and it's like, bro, what the fuck happened to your plan? You get, at, you get rid of him after one year, and then you go get – you go trade a second for Sam Darnold. And, and in, this, in this interview, y'all, he literally says that finding a franchise quarterback is a crapshoot like less than twenty percent in the first round, or like he's scared, of bro. It's like, okay, bro. So if it's so hard to find a franchise quarterback in the first round, if that's so unlikely, how the fuck likely do you think it is for you to trade for a guy who's been in the league for three years, who's been shitty, and then turn him into a franchise quarterback? What the fuck do you think the chances of that going good are? Um. It's like, bro. So you say these things, and and nobody can fucking take your word for it because any you don't stand on nothing. You don't stand on anything that you're saying. Your thought press it's like it's like literally how a how 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 an idiot's brain works. They say the right thing because they like they're around all these people so they say the right things, but their actual actions when, when, when push comes to shove, they do the things that they think is right in their mind, but it's not fucking right. So it's like how are you gonna sit here and tell us all this thing, man? I don't know. It I like I'm literally like fresh off of hearing that interview, so I'm heated right now. Um, but like I said, th- th- these points have all probably tough. been made. It was a tough I, I one. I had to get my voice out there, man. Uh, like I said, <laughs> appreciate y'all for coming up with all the content y'all do coming up with, man. Keeping us entertained and 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 keeping the therapy sessions open, man. So appreciate y'all, man. Thank you, Fire thank man. you. You know what I told man? I said this is that uh, it just got worse and worse as he talked. Um, yeah. But look, there's somebody who's going to get better and better by the minute. Is my man CK <laughs> got the COVID? Got yeah. the COVID. You're the you're gonna get COVID. better by the minute. We are thinking about you. We hope you get better. Stay safe. Hey, Don't get your it. family Look, sick. Get some rest. Yeah. Luckily, we're um, not in the part of the pandemic. Tell us where, whatever you need to tell us. Yeah. Luckily, we're not in the part of the pandemic where COVID is like, you know, the super serious thing anymore, right? You got you the know, Omicron. Yeah. I mean, it's I've it's probably the worst sore throat I've ever had. Um, is the best way and congestion outside of that it's been pretty manageable um but i am getting you know it's there is this thing called the uh, covid brain and it is real um like every like the world feels foggy like when you're in like when you have it and it's just odd and so i'm super tired um but uh yeah i'm gonna get better man and i'm gonna and we're gonna bring it next week as well as we uh talk about who's gonna be in the super bowl by that point um and uh and yeah we'll go from there dude we right, want go. you to take covid put it in a headlock give it a noogie shove it in a locker yeah and then and steal his bike and ride home dude yeah i want you to own covid we believe in you bro i will plan on doing right. that <laughs> hey guys i appreciate it y'all have a All good right, rest of go your night rest, bro. Peace off, rest. Bro. um you know, I did. I'm for my work at my job. They gave this big thing about Omicron. You know, and where we're at is that that you know Omicron is like it was like it's like triple as much as the Delta. Is how many people have tested positive for it in our area? 
It's great. It's actually pretty wild of like how contagious contagious the Omicron variant is. But I read this story today. That, well, oh, well, actually, I just read the headline. It was a Twitter, right? It was like uh, from a company, probably promoted. And the headline was like, uh, like uh, THC in test vial killed COVID. Like, so they're trying to say that like, oh, and it was like from a pro marijuana, you know, legalize it stuff. And it was like marijuana can, you know, potentially kill COVID vaccine or something. I was like, well, man, if we really want to know if this is true, we should just ask Josh Gordon if he's gotten COVID. Because if he is COVID clean, the weed kills it. Because you know my man be smoking weed. <laughs> so, hey, like, bro. if he's tested positive, he's, like, the first piece of scientific evidence yeah. against that theory. Good test subject. I'll, um, I'll tell you what. For the, for the betterment of our world, I'll start running some tests. Uh, I'll just see what I find, dude. I'm just going to run some yeah. hypothesis and do some tests and be yeah. real scientific about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think a lot of Americans probably are at this moment. Wanted to ask you this about our, my quarterback thing. And I do feel like, um, I, I like, I don't want to be, I'm not an over predictor person. Like, I don't like to be like, oh, this is what I think is going to happen. But I do think I have kind of a good plan about this offensive line free agency draft a quarterback as Matt trying to loosen the noose for Matt Rule. So I've heard over and over that this quarterback class isn't as good as these other classes. Right? I mean, like, there's not this physical special specimen going forward. And I agree. Like, all right, but but when you talk about classes, you're not talking about quarterbacks. You're talking about a group of quarterbacks, number one. Right. Right. And then the other thing is you're also doing is you're kind of Really just not, when you say like this class isn't as good as whatever, you're not saying that they're not going to be successful. You're just not saying, you're just saying this isn't a year where three are going to go in the first 100 picks or something like that. Or six, you know, or four. Yeah. So my point to that I'm trying to get to is what if, so Mac Jones, was Mac Jones uplifted like, was his stock higher because he was in a class, like a rising tide lifts all boats class? Because if you think about it, like, I mean, like you could say, you could argue he went five picks too high or six picks too high. You know, you could say these different things. And what I'm trying to get to is this, is could this quarterback class for 2022 clearly be worse than 2021? But could Kenny Pickett be a better prospect than Mac Jones? So Mac Jones was part of the better class, Mm. and he was a top prospect. But could the number one prospect, theoretically, of this year, of a worse class, actually be better than the fifth or fourth quarterback in the best class? Yeah. So I want people to remember this, too. And then I'll pass the mic to you, Greg. The uh, the class where Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson went, that was supposedly a bad quarterback draft. So 
keep that in mind. Is That's that what no, I, yeah. like, All right, I like no that. matter what happens? No one has a crystal ball to the future. And that's why if I was a general manager, my mindset would be I do not – every year I start over my evaluations. I don't take things from last draft into this draft. You have to start your evaluation process completely over and identify the traits that you're looking for in every position on the football team. You're going to do that with quarterbacks as well. Because if you do that, you'll just go with this narrative that, oh, well, it's not a great quarterback class. And, right. and then one of those teams might pick one of those quarterbacks in the top 10. And everyone's going to say, oh, look at their quarterback hungry, overdrafted them. But then it turns out they're a damn good football player mm-hmm. because they did evaluate them properly. Right. So I, I, I don't really want to fall too much on it's not a good quarterback class. I think there are a few players who they have some of the traits that you want from elite quarterbacks, but none of them have all of the traits. Now, that's not to say that they won't develop them later right. on. But, you know, forget about what Trevor Lawrence did in Jacksonville, right? If you're talking about coming out of Clemson, everything that he did, everything that he was asked to do, he was a complete prospect from top to bottom. These guys are not who are not Trevor Lawrence. I would even say Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, complete prospects from top to bottom. I don't necessarily know that you have those kinds of players in this draft. But how about this? Is uh, um, there are limitations on every quarterback to a certain degree, right? Right. I mean, it's like, look, is the best quarterback in the history of football, Tom Brady, isn't the like the best on paper. He wasn't the best prospect. So I'm thinking about this is Kyler Murray. What's his negative? He's five foot four. Mm -hmm. What is um, pick another person? You know, you can pick each person and find something that makes them not a complete and best prospect. And you can say, well. You know what? All of a sudden, Kyler Murray's not going to be 12, six inches taller in the future. It's just not going to happen. So you can't grow into a taller quarterback. So maybe what I'm just saying is this is just because you're not perfect doesn't mean you can't be very good in the league. Right. A Drew Brees or something like that. And so just think about this is what if you pick, say you picked, uh, or Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is undersized, right? To a certain degree, he, he's, he's not, not huge. Uh, no, he he's probably the perfect size. He's like six three. Yeah, but he's okay. not. He's not. Huge. That's not that bad. All right, so I just don't feel like when I look, like if I could have designed him on Madden, I would have made him a little taller. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just like sure. same speed. I mean, they say that they say that between six three and six five is ideal quarterback height. Okay. Yeah. Um, what I'm uh, what I'm kind of also getting to is this is. Like, what if you said this is that you could pick somebody? Uh, I just don't like the overdraft concept right. entirely. Well, right? Is like, is it, yes, is it cooler to pick Tom Brady in the six? But imagine if you pick Tom Brady overall number one and he went on and had the career right now. Would you yeah. have overdrafted him? Yeah, kind of. But actually, he turned out to be the best player. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is the matter? If you like a pick at 24 and you like a pick at nine for a quarterback, just say a four quarterback, 
you say this is we could either pick a picket a coral or what you know whatever this guy and we just pick him we would have picked him at 38 but we wouldn't have picked him at 28 that's where i'm kind of getting at with this yeah it, it's definitely weird because it's just based on what your team at what your team values them at and i think most of the time, every team has kind of a different value on things. You can have general consensus is like Trevor Lawrence is going to be number one. I think no matter who the number one team is last year, that's the guy you're drafting number one. And that's yeah. what you would define. I, I feel like if you have a quarterback that goes number one and then another, at least another one in the top five, that's a strong quarterback class because you got two what you're looking at prospects, like Cody would say, that are that are supposed to be future for Hall of Fame or future good quarterbacks. But two things can be true to answer your first question, Tony. Like, you can have a quote-unquote bad quarterback draft class and still have a franchise quarterback a couple or a couple in that draft, you know? Yeah. Right. So wouldn't it, you it, like – yeah. Is, wouldn't I, you like I to be the bad, better quarterback of that class than the guy who didn't make it on the team but yeah. was part of a great class and was the third overall? Josh Rosen. Yeah. Well, and it's I, like – dude. I, I, I keep on going, but go ahead, Greg, I, I apologize. Oh, you're fine. I was just going to say, I think a bad quarterback draft class is more defined by there's more better players at different positions than there are elite quarterbacks at this point right now, but there's still elite quarterbacks in there. Like uh, when the when the number one guy is going to be a defensive end, just hands down, and the next few guys are going to be offensive linemen, and a quarterback's not that first guy everybody wants in the draft no matter what, that's the only time it's not a strong quarterback class, I think, or considered a strong quarterback class. Yeah, and again, I, I want to go back to that 2017 draft class. It was either 16 or 17. Yeah, it was 17. And remember, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, they went 10, I believe 10 and 13. Like, no one evaluated them to be, like, top picks. I mean, not, even <laughs> Kyler Murray went number one. Like, yeah, and I get that this is the point that, that Tony is making, but that's why, I mean, you, sometimes you live by the sword, you die by the sword, right? So everybody was uh, making fun of the Giants when they drafted Daniel Jones, and they thought that they had a franchise quarterback. But they also passed. The thing we made fun of them about it is, is that they had more, like they could have uh, picked other guys that were clearly better. Yeah, they had a bunch. That's of what players. it felt like. It was. Yeah. It was like this. It wasn't that they were just reaching on a quarterback. It was like they had their pick of the litter, and then they picked that one over there that nobody thought they were going to pick. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I come. I, mean, I got to go back and look at the draft, but I feel like he went ahead of some people that I was like, "What?" Yeah, it was ridiculous. He went way too high. He was very. He went way higher than he was supposed to. And didn't but, he get you know. propped up like days before the the draft too? Like it was just a few. Well, days Mel Kiper kept stroking that dude off. Nah, you this know what dude. it was? It was all because of the Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, and that coach at Duke, David Cut Cutcliffe. David Cutcliffe was Peyton Manning's coach in college or something like that. Right. Like, and he has a connection to the Peyton Manning kids. Like all of them came through the David Cutcliffe training thing as they were coming up. So he's involved with the Mannings. And think about this is what does Daniel Jones look like? He looks like Eli Manning, 
Not, I mean, like when they have that helmet on and they're beside by side, you're like, oh god, they tried to pick Eli Manning part two, and it's because of that Cutcliffe connection that they were like, oh, and he's been coached by this. He went to the Peyton Manning camp as a kid, like all of this. He looks like a Manning. He might as well be a Manning. That's why they. That's where it's like, and that's what the Giants do. They're very incestu- incestuous. You know that uh, the the GM that they just got is the first time they've had a GM from outside of the internal hire since 1976 or something like that. Oh, they keep it in the family. Yes, they're incestuous, dude. That's why they go back. If Think about Joe Judge. Joe Judge is an incestuous hire because what do they do? They panic. And they call former Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, defensive coordinator on their Super Bowl team with Bill Parcells, right? So they reach into the Bill Parcells well of knowledge to bring in somebody. The number is 252-228-5098. My last and final point about the Panthers drafting potentially a quarterback here is that the reason made me what made me think about this is I was looking at a mock draft. And they were mocking like the Washington football team at 11, picking picket or whatever they're at, 11, 13, whatever, something like that. And I was just trying to think if I was a Washington football team fan, would I be upset with this? Right? You got Heineke. Oh, wow. No, I wouldn't be upset. Like, I mean, I would kind of, if I was a Washington football team fan, say, all right. You know, I don't know if he's going to be the next Deshaun Watson or whatever, but yeah, I mean, this is like a kind of a cool pick. Like, I'm excited that Pickett might be the guy. And I was just thinking this, is there only four picks behind us? (laughs) You know, So is that like, why why is it that I'm like, oh man, uh, overvalued. I don't want to overpay for this sweater. And the other person's like, man, that's a fly ass sweater, homie. Let me get that. Well, Tony, maybe. You should keep an eye, like all of our fans, on these C3 film room sessions that we're going to do because you already know we're going to have a breakdown of every single quarterback in this year's class, damn near, on the channel. We're going to do deep dives on them. So, yeah, man, we're going to evaluate just like these scouts and GMs do, and uh, we're going to make our assessments, man. And uh, one note to uh, keep in mind in this draft, there's a lot of good teams that need a quarterback. The Pittsburgh Steelers need a quarterback. And well, not all of them are good, but like uh, the Washington football team needs a quarterback. New Orleans Saints could potentially draft a new quarterback. Like there are teams that are picking later that are in the market for a quarterback. And a lot of them uh, are in the area where these quarterbacks are rumored to go. So you might see some scenarios where they're like, well, we don't want to just sit here and wait for the guy that we like. Maybe we should move up a little bit to make sure we get ahead of this team who's probably going to take this guy right there. It's going to be fun. I think it'll actually be a different flavor and a change of pace now that this isn't a quarterback-heavy draft that we're going into, at least not from a top-loaded perspective. Next call. Hey, Cat Call. This is Hank 3 Rebel calling again. I just uh, wanted to know what y'all's opinion on this Bailey Zappi. Uh, 
quarterback, and do you think he'd be worth a third or fourth round pick to have him on the team for the future? I've seen some of his numbers and some of his highlights, and they're pretty spectacular. So I I wanted to see what y'all thought about it. Never heard of him. Bailey Uh, Zappi, that we said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not I'm not that deep into my quarterback, uh into my quarterback rankings yet. I haven't looked at him yet. I know I if we will. didn't pick him, Malik Willis, right? What's is that his name? Yeah, uh, so the yeah, Malik, him or the, Pickett or Western Core, I don't want to hear Bailey it. Bailey Zappi. Yeah. Mm. yeah, Bailey Zappi. Uh that's the guy from Western Kentucky. Mm. He has a, the only thing I know about him is that he has a big arm. And, and I know that people are saying that from the pocket. <laughs> He's a pretty good quarterback. Um, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. Um, He's done, gonna be done your next Josh Allen. He, he 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 threw for six well five thousand nine hundred sixty seven yards, sixty two touchdowns, and eleven interceptions last year. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's pretty insane. <laughs> On a sixty nine point two completion percentage, say he threw me. almost seven hundred times. Please oh, say dude. those numbers again. They're so five thousand nine hundred sixty-seven yards, eight point so seven average. He threw for six thousand yards. Touchdowns. Yeah, sixty-two How many touchdowns and 62? eleven picks. Sixty-two. Yeah, that's, that's that, that is pretty, pretty nuts. Insane. All yeah, right. I'm I, in. I, I, I'm, <laughs> you know what? Fuck <laughs> it. Y'all said <laughs> Zach Wilson was dope. He looked pretty yeah. cool. He was playing team. But, but let's what, do what's it. The, Trey Lance killing there, man. He's six one two twenty. Ah, it's not terrible. Four, four year senior Western or Kentucky. How so, old? And, but uh, I'm not sure. But this 32. is his best year. La- <laughs> last year he only threw for 1,800 yards and 15 touchdowns. Yeah, he's already 26 years old or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no. That listen, is, I, I, those, I, those I've heard a lot like about fake. him. I mean, not fake. I mean, his I rating is 168.9. That's <laughs> he, he does have crazy, and that's why a lot of people. That's why a lot of people are saying his name more and more. Um, we'll, we'll see though. And see, here's my here's yeah. my deal. I want to know what the caveat is. I just need to look at the film um, and, and just see what I can find on him. Because for all those numbers, pick, oh, hold on. Bro, for dude. all those numbers that Greg just read out, I haven't heard one mock consider him to be a first round. Agreed. Pick type I've never player. heard of him. Agreed. So there's some caveat there. Um, I mean, again, I've never seen this guy, so I don't know. Um, maybe he's not very mobile. I don't know. I, I haven't seen him yet, but I will. Um, I, I'm going to be looking at more and more quarterbacks. I mean, every day I'm trying to look at like three or four players, and I've been doing that every day. So I've, I've been you know, working down my list, looking at more and more people. Um, I'm working on that big I... board that's going to go up on uh, on our website. Um yeah, I'm getting to it. I promise. What I do not want is the middle round quarterback pick. I don't want yeah. the third or fourth, fifth round quarterback pick. And I not because that they haven't worked out in the past. Right? I'm not saying that's impossible. But here's the thing is that I just don't think you draft somebody in the fourth realistically believing they're going to be the future. Right, like, I mean, it's like, I just don't feel like if they are the future, that's dope. That's awesome. That's super cool. But, like, you, when you draft a quarterback in the third or the fourth, I feel like it's like a luxury pick. Like, you can make that because we got an extra third. It's like what Pittsburgh does every few years. And they pick somebody, and maybe they're going to be the guy. Maybe they're not. 
but you don't pick a third round quarterback to be your starter in two years. Right. And if You're he is, that's that is guy. super cool, but that's a long bet, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A long bet. You wouldn't do that as you wouldn't pick like that'd be like, you know what? We don't got no defensive ends, nuns, no starters on this team, all backups. So guess what? We're going to pick a defensive end in the third and the fourth, and they're going to be our future. You would not do that realistically. The only thing is, is you just don't know. I mean, Dak Prescott. Right. It could happen, but it's a, yeah, they it's, had, it's a long shot. It doesn't take They didn't pick work. Dak Prescott to be the starter the next year, did yeah, they? Yeah, they were expecting to have Romo for yeah. a few more years at least. And that's what you're saying. Like, if you want a, a really good, competent backup quarterback, it's that third and fourth round, maybe maybe fifth or sixth, that you, you take a flyer on a guy like that. And I'm not mad at that. I wanted us to do that when Cam was still in his prime. You know, I uh, don't want Will Greer. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a wasted yeah, pick a at point. this point. If I had to, like, look, do you get mad? If you're the Bucks last year and you took a quarterback, which they did in the second or the fourth or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, Kyle Trask. You're not mad at that pick. No. You're not mad at it. You're just like, all right, man, we got to, like, you, that's what you do. And that but guy is saying behind Tom Brady. But if they didn't have Tom Brady, they wouldn't be pumped if they're like, you know what, we're going to pass on all these quarterbacks and then wait and get Kyle Trask and it's going to work. That's just bad betting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next yeah, call. Yo, Corey calling in again, man. Last last part of my call. But I just, I just desperately want this team to start doing shit that, like, makes sense, man. It's like, <laughs> hey, okay, man, we bro. can be a bad team. We can be a rebuilding team. We could be like all that, like, okay, but the the decisions that we make, I've made this point before on a previous call, it's like they don't make sense. And if they don't make sense at the time, these aren't hindsight calls, bro. It's just like, like, I promise you, if we had stuck with the plan that we had, I'm just like sticking out with Teddy, maybe drafting Justin Fields or, or God forbid, Mac Jones in the first round. If Justin Fields had the same fucking year that he had this year, like Justin Fields objectively did not have a good year. Like we can all say that he objectively was bad this year, but he's still a talented guy, very young, terrible offensive line. We can recognize all that and say, all right, cool. He still has, you know, he he, he still has something to prove in the NFL. Now, if he had that same year with the Panthers and we were fucking still five and 12, I promise you, the, we wouldn't feel like the roof is falling in because we didn't like we're we're we 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 have a quarterback we fucking abandoned ship and now we're stuck with Sam Darnold when we could have had at least you know maybe Teddy Bridgewater with one more year on his contract and um a young quarterback on a rookie deal who could potentially be our franchise quarterback if we still fucking suck as a team that's better than where we are right now it's like you just do shit that makes you got to do shit that makes sense man like yeah. fucking hiring Ben McAdoo as your offensive coordinator when you got a Head coach is already on a hot seat. That shit does not make sense, bro. Like, I like the Giants have won two Super Bowls in my lifetime that I've seen. I've watched them with my own fucking eyes play two of the greatest games ever. They got two rings, and now they're a laughing stock in the NFL. And Ben McAdoo is partly to blame for that shit, bro. He he's he he was like part of the beginning of that shit. And it's like, what made you know what I'm saying? It's like this, the shit we do just don't make sense. And these are it's, this is another move that just looks bad at the time. Like, we're going to look here a year from now and say that Ben McAdoo was the wrong fucking hire and that we shouldn't have done this and we shouldn't have done that. But we're 
Oh, did it cut him? Fans that that have a, a, a fans knowledge of football can sit here and say, this is a bad move. This doesn't make sense. I don't know, man. Just like, uh, it's so fucking frustrated. But appreciate it, man. That's, that's the last time calling in, man. I'm going I'm to go sit down and go watch some actual real good football teams play in the playoffs, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Corey. The Panthers are ass backward, dude. Every single move that we've made for the past two years uh, has been the wrong decision, and it's only gone on to infuriate us. Nothing we do makes sense. Every uh, every bad thing that happens to us seems avoidable. It seems that we could have uh, mitigated the damages that were done to the Panthers team, um, especially when you look at the offensive line, Brown and Christensen. We don't have to keep rehashing that. Um, everything that he does is backwards. Everything that he says makes people hate him even worse than they did before. Um, I mean, he does nothing to inspire any confidence. Um, and really from our front office either from, from David Tepper down, literally everything that we've done since David Tepper has owned the team has been a detriment. So smash the thumbs up button, uh, subscribe to the podcast. We're on iTunes, tune in stitcher. Uh, please go to carolinacatchronicles.com. Check out some of the written work I've been putting out about uh, three defensive players we need to re-sign in free agency on this team already. Cody and I did a free agent video last week um, discussing many of these things. Uh, also, Ben McAdoo, um, offensive statistics, damn statistics, and horrific statistics, is up on carolinacatchronicles.com. Go check that out. Click on an ad. You know what? When you go there, just click on an ad. Don't even read the story. Just click on an ad. That would help. 252-228-5098. Let's go to Joey, the Blind Panther. Hey, guys. It's Joey. What's up, um, Joey? First of all, I, I heard we hired McAdoodle Do on, uh, on the Friday pre-for-all. So, uh, my thoughts on that, mm, eh, I don't know. Because my thing, my thing is, uh, Matt Fool is on a really short lease this season. So, then what would happen is he would be, you know, he could get fired and he could be the head coach because that's what Temper was literally looking for is someone that, if, he were to fire Matt Rule, he was looking for someone that could replace him because if he had that someone, if he had McAdoo last year in 2021, Matt Rule would have been fired. I honestly think that. But uh, that leads me into what I was going to say next. You guys are talking about Brady Christensen and Deontay Brown. Because of all the bullshit Matt Rule spewed, about them, about why they why they're not you know good. The uh, Brady Christensen's the guard and the arm, like all other bullshit. That I don't like saying because it, it makes my blood pressure rise tenfold. But um, you know what I'm talking about. If Matt, not Matt, if um Brown and Christensen are good starters next year. That's not good for Matt Rule because Matt Rule has been so adamant that mm -hmm. about not starting them. Yeah. That if they're good, 
David Tepper knows he's got Ben McAdoo who's been a head coach, and Matt Rule is gone. Anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. Interesting that it's Very. bad for him if they're good, you know. Which, by the way, he kind of patterns the blow by saying, oh, those guys, they just need another offseason. They're going to be real good ball players. They just need another year. They just need some more development. It's like, all right, dude. Oh, I wanted to think uh, this was another thing I would respond to Mel Mayock. If he said, oh, you're being too hard. I'm Matt Rule for every restaurant he goes to. He says they're good. I say they suck. Thing Like, you're just give them more time. You're just too negative. You know, he's also said all of his decisions have been bad. He picked Teddy Bridgewater, parted with Bridgewater. He picked Joe Brady, parted with Joe Brady. He has done these things. Not me. I'm just pointing out that he doesn't even like. He he went to the restaurant that he suggested, ordered his meal, and he don't even like it. But everything's yeah. going to plan. He doesn't he don't follow even his own like plan. It. He doesn't follow his own plan. He was like, I was going to order the thing I always get, but I tried to step off the menu. It sucks. <laughs> and then you're over there like, man, I'm trying to find something about this restaurant. I like... <laughs> Well, that's Damn the plan wasn't why didn't we something. just order the cheesesteaks at yeah. cheesesteak place? He knew what he should have ordered. Ordered something different and then tries to pass the blame on everyone else. Yeah. Like, well, at the time, uh, I thought that, you know, it was on the special menu. And, right. you know, right. the, the waitress just highly recommended it. Guys, I don't think he had a plan to order anything. I just think he had, the plan was just to eat. Somebody else you know? told him that the restaurant was good. <laughs> right. He just was like, okay, well, just take him there. You know, I have a friend. He uh, he's a Panthers fan. My friend Andrew. He don't listen podcasts because he listens Charlotte. Charlotte people don't. You know, they just hear it all the time. I feel like. But uh, he said that. So we're college friends. His wife is real good friends with my wife, and they go to Philadelphia. He said, and "I was with Suzanne. We're at Philadelphia. We go to Pat. It's Pat and Gino's, right? The Pat's on one side of the street. Gino's on the other." It's the two cheesesteak places, like, of Philly. You know, like, they're on every TV show. It's the two cheesesteak places that are world-renowned. And they're not even the best in Philly. They're just the ones everybody knows. You can get Wiz or Mozzarella. This, this is a Philly thing. So he goes, man, we go to Philadelphia. I'm from North Carolina. We're country as fuck. And he goes, you know, we're like, not Philadelphia people clearly tourists going to pat's ed gino's just to get a cheesesteak like it's so touristy and he goes suzanne asked me makes me go up there and ask for a chicken cheesesteak <laughs> so you not only you know say so you're the he's like and my girlfriend wants a chicken cheesesteak so you go to pat's and you don't even get the damn cheesesteak <laughs> oh, dude yeah i uh, i had a cheesesteak today by the way Pretty damn good, if I do say so myself. Shout out to Sal's in Charlotte. Uh, yeah, man. Like, I, I think we all know who Matt Rule is at this point. He's a goofball who doesn't know what he's doing. And he's just got, <laughs> he gets the chicken cheesesteak at yeah, He gets the chicken cheesesteak. You know, right. this, this dude order. has no... Con- <laughs> I, I think the, the, the words I'll use, Matt Rule has no conviction. Which is funny right. because everyone compares him to a preacher yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. But- we thought, no, he was sold on conviction. And it turns out that he doesn't. 
Yeah, this, this dude has mm-hmm. he's the opposite. He, really, I mean, Tony, you you said that he isn't, but he really is kind of a con man. Like, even if this goes terrible for him, this guy is walking away with millions of dollars. He'll be just fine. He won't have to he work really a day. Is, the rest he stumble and goof into it, or did he dupe us? I think he, I almost mm. feel like this is like we're the dumb ones on the yeah, either way we're doing yeah, it was like it's uh, like I don't even feel like he tricked me. I just felt like I was an idiot the whole time. <laughs> yeah, either way, we're duped because of Matt Rule. But anyway, All let's right, get some more of these calls in. Hey guys, this is AU Link again. Uh currently watching the uh Rams. Oh, uh oh. Tampa Bay going at it. Go Rams. Anytime Tom Brady gets creamed, I'm okay with it. Um, so I got two things to talk about real quick. I'll see if I can make, keep it short. First, I'm hearing some rumors that Matt Brule is wanting to be the coach of Michigan. Ooh, Harbaugh leaves. So if that's the case, then all we need to do is get Harbaugh to leave and he'll take the job and boom. Everyone oh, yeah. will be happy. We didn't talk about this. Um, second thing, draft. I think <laughs> the best thing that can happen for us is we trade back. You guys discussed it on Friday, free for all. Trade back with the Eagles for one of the first round picks, maybe um, an additional second and third, hopefully, three for one kind of situation, or at least an additional second. Um, it sounds like they're they're wanting some corner help as well as certain other positions that would be higher value than what we need. We need picks. And then I would go with, depending on if he's available, the Kenyon Green guy. If I'm pronouncing his name right, he all best guard in the class and then just go from center or corner or linebacker. Um, so we'll hear what you guys think about that idea. Um, keep bounding, and we'll see what happens with Michigan. Bye. Yeah, so two good points uh, we should talk about. It was uh, put out, uh, I believe Jason Lockonfora was the one who started the uh, this rumor. I don't about, trust that dude at all. He gives. Yeah, you've said that before. You're not a Jason Lockonfora fan. He's been wrong a lot on issues related to the Panthers. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. Like, um, you know, Thinking about Jim Harbaugh coming to the NFL, a lot of teams would love to have him. I just wish we would do a one-for-one swap. Just, hey, we'll take Harbaugh off your hands. We'll give you Matt Rule, and everything is just going to be pinchy and honky dory and we'll go about our business. Don't, but it doesn't uh, work that way. Don't um, the, I think Wolverines the Wolverines have a top uh, draft prospect? Like, isn't there like yeah. one of the Wolverines that's like the Maybe top the best. Prospect? Maybe the best. His name is Aiden like, Hutchinson. I wish yeah, we could just trade Matt Rule for him. <laughs> dude, um, you know, it, it really just uh it makes you kind of wonder would Matt Rule even go? Like I, I think you might have said this on Twitter, Tony. Like after everything that we've been through, hiring offensive coordinators, you know, now he's hiring a special teams coach and stuff, like we're we're going to have Matt Rule for another year he's not going to college maybe he does we all hope that that would happen but then again it would be behind i mean it's process. not impossible but like every day that passes 
and every move that's made, every move that's made, every breath that's taken, I'll, I'll be, be watching you. I'll be watching Matt Rule. I'll be watching Matt Fool. <laughs> I mean, that's where we are. We are with him. I mean, it sucks. You know, a couple of things about that though. Um, somebody put in the chat that Matt uh, Michigan likes all the modern guys or whatever. They hired a they hired a guy that was outside of the family once, I think, and he was from Virginia Tech or West Virginia. What was his name? He had like a Puerto Rican last name. He was there for a second, and I don't think he was Puerto Rican either. Uh, so they have hired out, and it didn't work, and they went away from him real quick. But I heard this weird – I had never heard this before, and it's weird – that someone I heard a rumor on the radio, and it was like from a national radio host. They said that there's a rumor out there that Jim Harbaugh smells, <laughs> like what? literally, you know, like one of those. So I have I know some people that are very nice people. They're in friends of my in laws, and you know, this lady was my eighth grade teacher, I guess, and they, but like her and her husband got bad breath. Yeah. I mean, they just do. You know what I'm saying? Got they got halitosis. They have chronic halitosis. I mean, and they're, they're good people. Yeah. They're nice. You know, they're good, honest people. They're also a little bit closer talkers than you would. <laughs> like you might for. not notice it if that was the case. Wish, for, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So kind of. So I was just yeah. thinking about this. Is that? Oh, it was Rodriguez. Yeah, West Virginia. See, they, they my Paul got my back. Um. But it was like this is like, like I would take a pig pen Jim Harbaugh all day long over Matt Fool. <laughs> Give yeah. me Stinky Harbaugh any day. I'll sit beside him on the bus. I'll sit beside him on the airplane. If that's what it takes to get Matt Rule. Um, that's, that's what I would be talking about. Well, I think since the pandemic, a lot of people have had to learn the hard way how funky their fucking breath is. Because you put that mask yeah. on your face, uh, and then, dude, now you're breathing back into your teeth, own folks. nose, Flossy dude. Teeth. Go to the dude, dentist. Dude, dude's listerine. Go to the dentist. Get your mouth clean. That shit is nasty. Uh, is by, by the way, man, shout out to John. Our buddy, uh, one Carolina, said, tell CK I'm praying for him. I've got COVID, too. It's been kicking my tail. Just got out the hospital. Oh, man. Doing better, though. Hey, John, get better, man. You and CK, man. Happy you're out the hospital. Hate that that happened to you, man. I was in the hospital early in 2020. And I, I still think I had COVID. Never I have confirmed. been thinking about you, John, like for a minute. For a minute. And I think we got to find a way in next season for us to collab more. Yeah. That's what I want. John's awesome. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, man, man, I think he's a good fit for us to collaborate with. So, well, awesome, we'll be thinking man. about you. Get better. Get better. Him, uh, let's him go and next. CK got the best voices in all of YouTube. They really do. Them good. They, uh, they make, uh, they got some pipes on them. They do. They're man. blessed. They're blessed. Next call. Shout out one Carolina. What's up, C3? Uh, I think. Hey guys, it's Chuck, Chuck from Elizabeth City, aka Carolina. What up, Chuck? Guy. Um, just kind of want to throw this out there. Um, we really had some high expectations going into the season. 
and you know the, the big draft we had and all the extra picks and the Federer being a hero and it was a head scratch with a long snapper when we needed offensive linemen. Um, well, then, you know, we, we did some free agent signs, and, and I like the Hassan Reddick and the Frankie Luvu and questionable calls on the offensive line, which that proved to be correct. But I look at it this way, guys. When we got into training camp where we were scrimmaging other teams and even going into preseason games, and we kept looking for the uh, uh, Joe Brady to open up the playbook or, you know, we, we – we kept being a mirage told us that we're just hiding things until, you know, it's time. And that was BS. You see right through it. You could see this team wasn't progressing in training camp. And it was just a lot of coach speak. Uh, and I say that because I really do believe that Matt Rule, as we go into this coming up season, no matter how well the draft works or what favor, whether we take a lineman or quarterback or trade down or whatever we do, and however free agency works out, I think once we get to training camp, we're going to get an idea about how these guys practice, how we scrimmage, and how those first preseason games go to see if he's learned any damn thing about how to run a team. Because if he doesn't and then things don't change quickly, the writing's going to be on the wall before we even play our first game. So it's, it's just there. You can pick on a team. Is not really having the structure, is not really given any type of a vision, is not given any chance to show growth as the preseason before it begins during training camp. And I think that's the one thing you can look at this team and see that Matt Rule is definitely fool's gold. Fool's gold, I agree with. Um, mm-hmm. What I don't agree with. Hmm. What do you guys like about that call? Because I have one thing that kind of just irks me about it. What do you think about this well, idea that um, we, like we could have, like we got this fool's gold, where I go crazy on this call, and Chuck, love you, I agree with all of it, is that I didn't have my expectations too high. Even at 3-0, and mm-hmm. I was reserved. I was reserved and I just was in what I just didn't need is this team. I didn't need this team to even win more than seven. Like if we would have won seven this year in the right way, I would have been like, Oh, walk in the right direction. I'm walking down the lane. If we would have won five, won five in a way that didn't make me question the whole integrity of my life and my childhood, and all of that, then I'll be fine. I don't think. Go back to that Houston game, guys. I won't just like, oh, this is like the, I was pumped. I thought we were going to beat the brakes off that team. And when we didn't, I was like, something ain't right. Something ain't right. It's just not. But I didn't need them to win 10 games, dude. I didn't need them to win the playoffs. That's the one thing I don't like about this. I felt like Matt Rule believes that if he would have just won two more games, I would feel better about this shit. Nope. I feel I don't trust the future. You know what? This is I I listened to this discussion one time um, on NPR about trust. And they were talking about like it takes a lot to build a trust and it takes very little to ruin it. Mm -hmm. And then what it takes to rebuild that trust is more than what it took in the first attempt. 
like once it's been broken. And they gave the example of this is that if you're a kid, your parent, your parents drop you off at school and they say, I'm going to pick you up after school. Right. Your parents always come pick you up after school. Like you had no reason in your whole life to question if they would come pick you up until the one day the masses got busy and forgot you. And then for the rest of it, like now, all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, my parents can forget to pick me up. Mm-hmm. And now there's an anxiety. And now that tr- like that moment, like that perfect ball, it's like a plate that's been broken. It can't be completely repaired perfectly. There's a fleck. He broke the trust with me. The circle of trust, he fucked it up. Yeah. And it's not the wins. It's not the wins. Yeah. Uh, as far as the caller goes with, uh, I, I love everything about the call. I, I believe it's fool's gold too. And, and the th- thing about Matt rule is, you know, he, he was inexperienced coming in and we took a big chance with him. And, and, and I get, you don't want to have egg in your face, but one thing the caller said was we don't want to start out next season, you know, with the writing on the wall right then. But, I hate to say it. It looks like the writing's on the wall now. And that's the most frustrating part is that nothing's being done about it. Is, is, is that it's clear what the problem is in Carolina, the biggest problem, the biggest glaring Everything. problem in Carolina. <laughs> and that's the only thing not being targeted. That's right. the biggest issue. And that's the writing on the wall for me that there is something going on in that franchise, but like in, in the logistics of this franchise that I don't understand. Somebody, a lot of people don't know what they're doing what it sounds like and i don't want to be teased with half measures either you know like i mean it sucks and to be to be honest i almost feel sorry not feel sorry for ben mcadoo but you know like like, what is he gonna do is he gonna come in imagine if all of a sudden this team becomes like the top 10 offense in the league and the defense is like top 15 imagine that Imagine if we get we don't have to listen to this. Oh, we got the number two defense. What if we became like I mean, best case scenario, all of a sudden Ben McAdoo takes Sam Darnold, fixes him overnight. We got all these receivers, three one thousand yards. This shit's cooking, and the defense takes a step back, which would be realistic, right? Not everything can go right. Mm-hmm. What if, what would we say at the end of it? You know what I would say is make Ben McAdoo the coach. Yeah. Fuck you, fuck you, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, dude. is McAdoo fixed it? Not you. Like, what we'll is call the... Him the Ghostbuster? Dude, he's <laughs> going to be. Look, Ben McAdoo. It's not going to work. It's going to Ben fail, McAdoo dude. is going to be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. I have already called my shot Gordon on Bombay. Day that he going. He is going. Matt Rule is going to be fired in the middle of the season next year. And Ben McAdoo is going to be your interim head coach. For one year, and then you have to pray that he doesn't show signs of life down the stretch where David Tepper's like, All right, I'll run it back one more year with Ben McAdoo. Now, fuck that, Mr. Oh, Daly. Yeah, right, right. I mean, that's where I like pull a band aid off. That's what it is with Matt Rule 252 228 5098. What's up, C3? What's up, Jay Stubbs? What's up, Jay Stubbs? Angel Investor. Hope everybody's week is going great. And, um, what an amazing weekend of football, man. It's just it's so tough watching all these great quarterbacks making these plays with thirteen seconds and Sam Darnold can't score with a whole game. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Amen. So uh 
just thinking, and uh, I'm, I see a lot of the fan base kind of come around. And, uh, again, just taking the quarterback this year, it frees up so much money in the future. Even if he's not, even if he's not good, I mean, is he going to be better than Sam Darnold? I mean, let's be real. I mean, we we can have a cheap quarterback for the next five years and build the team around him. And uh, I just think we let, you know, we let Dante walk. We let. Uh, I mean, our our people keep saying we need DBs, but like we stacked up on DBs last year and sucked. So I see uh, Gilly walking, DJ walking. Let Hassan Reddick go, and or you get, if he doesn't get you know the offer he wants, he can come back. But uh, I just think we take this quarterback, and you'll see us spend you know two big contracts on a guard, and maybe maybe tackle this is depth, where I'm at. or maybe a center depth. You know, we speak in the and, same uh, language. F line, he sucks. He can play center. I know that. I mean, I just really feel we we got a quarterback coming in, and. uh if we can get a second for McCaffrey, I can see us taking a safety or, or a linebacker in the second round. Um, I don't know, man. I just I just feel that's going to be the move. And uh, I hope you all have a great day, man. Angel Investor, 89J Stubbs, thank you for your support. My man always smashes the thumbs up button. He always check out the podcast. He comes on the Friday free for all, looking clean. Got the good yep. goatee beard going, going, looking good, feeling good. Always supporting the C3 Panthers podcast. And you know what? I'm, I, I really am walking in arms with you in one hand, right? In one hand, I think, what, he's making great points and points that I feel like I have been leaning towards. But this also is under the perspective of believing that Matt Rule is trying to or has enough sway to try to do something to keep his job. Because if it is a long term, long term rebuild, that's not what we do, mm. right? Yeah. It's not what we do. If it's a long term, if if you know, and this is what I'm just interested in, is we'll kind of know from free agency if Matt Rule is a dead man walking, like if he's a lame duck, or if they're gonna at least believe, give him an honest opportunity to save his job. Because if you trade back, if you just pick a lineman, um, he's done. He's done, though. Like, he can't be, he can't win in right. the future. And you got to wonder, is Tepper not firing him at this moment because he knows he's going to fire him next year and we are going to tank? We are going to tank for the quarterback class. Who are the guys, the Alabama kid, the this and that, that are on the horizon? It almost feels like, man, the Carolina Panthers could be tanking with Matt Rule being the guy. You know what? It's like, might as well not fire you right now. We're going to lose 12 next year or whatever it is or – 13. Good luck at a job. You're going to be gonna know, anyway. We're yeah. going to know who the diehard Panther fans are. Uh, y'all better prepare yourself, man. We we might be getting ready to go through some lean times. We've because then, lean right, times. Let, let, let's say, hold on. Let's say next year is a bust, right? Well, then you're rebuilding for the next year with the new head coach and right, players right. that you have to sign. It's like, that's why we've been saying rip the bandaid off now. Because now you're putting all this off. 
and we already know it's well, what if you're not cody what if you've already resided though that you know what it's tankathon time but who made the decision and you know to what reside? we're gonna make matt rule we're not gonna give matt rule any pieces we're not gonna we're gonna make him and mcadoo go out there and try to fix this shit with nothing no draft picks no trades we ain't giving you shit bro we ain't even giving you a dollar you got to take us on a date. We ain't giving you no money, no allowance coming to you. And because you know that even if you fired him today, that next year, that guy's going to be terrible because he don't got no draft picks, the coach. And then we're going to have, and he's going to have to go out there and he's going to have to take all the hard questions and the, this and that. Why well, don't who's making the go, decision to do that though? What if we just go three and 14 Draft a lineman this year, fire Matt Rule at the end of next year, go out and pick our coach and our quarterback in a good quarterback class and roll like damn Arizona did. David Tepper's not trying to hear that though. And again, what if he's like, actually no playing. Yes. What if he knows you don't he's have much up? he's gotta yeah. know he's fucked up now? And if he knee jerks too much, it could blow it. Yeah. So, like, if you let Matt Rule pick Kenny Pickett, you're giving Matt Rule a chance to live. What if you just yeah, fucking I, kneecap him right now? Yeah, yeah, but I don't think David Tepper wants that. I, I think it's just as simple as he wants to win, and he's going to do anything in his power to try and win. And by the way, uh, Drew was in here earlier, and I, me and him agree. You're not done hearing about Deshaun Watson. Whether you like it or not, you're not done hearing about it. Those stories are going to continue to happen. And I feel like I know David Tepper is going to at least want us to be in on those conversations, especially when you look at what happened in the playoffs with Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, dude, David Tepper, I could easily see I'm him sorry. saying, if I don't have that kind of guy, I'm dead on arrival. Let's go fucking get him. Mel Mayock used to say you don't win Super Bowls in April and May. You win them in December and January or February, first week of February, technically. You know, and like, and what he was always saying is, is that having the best draft and all this doesn't make you a best football team. True. Right. I mean, it's like you can win the headlines, you can win the news cycle. I'm starting to wonder a little bit is if Tepper is going to be about Watson, if he's going to be so like over all over the place in a certain way, is he just trying to push the stock price up a little bit around earnings or quarter? The, what is it? You know, where they do the quarterly calls yeah. and they got to report their quarterly earnings and the CEO has got to do this. And it's like, we just got to push it up. So we're going to announce an acquisition two weeks before just to give it a little bump. Right. We're going to float our name in the Deshaun Watson ring just to give us a little bump at this time, but then it doesn't help us because we're firing our coach and this and that. And Deshaun Watson, I guess you would say um, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago, you'd say uh, he would never come to Carolina, but the worse this story gets for him, um, the worse, like he doesn't, he has less power where he's going. He might just end up, like some people are starting to wonder if he's going to play in the NFL again, let alone does he get to pick which team he plays for. So, well, yeah. let's see. Let's go to the next call. Cody. Oh, CK. Tony. 
Nick. And probably Greg. What's up, guys? What's up, I got a question for you. If you are the company that you keep, does that mean that Sam Darnold is going to start fumbling now instead of throwing picks? You know, I'm genuinely curious because he spent this past weekend hanging out with Kyle Allen. And, oh. like, I'm not one to judge what somebody does in their free time, and I don't care, but the dude went from hanging out with CMC to Kyle Allen. Hmm. Son made right here. But um, two more things. One, Matthew Stafford, I love you. I'm happy we didn't get you, but thank God you knocked Tampa Bay out because that made my weekend. If only the Bills had actually pulled it off against Mahomes, but you know what? Josh Allen was an animal. Yes. And the last thing I wanted to get to, I remember I pointed this out back when Tom Brady signed with the Bucks that his days were going to be numbered. And I know that the rumor mill is going around right now saying that, oh, yeah, Tom Brady's going to retire this offseason. I don't see that one happening. But let's face it, who's the best quarterback? If Tom Brady retires this year, who's the best quarterback in the NFC South? Hmm. Jameis Winston, guys. Scary world when that is the best that could possibly be the best quarterback in the NFC. That is pretty terrifying. Change my mind. Keep finding this. That's even scarier to think about that when you think about it. We've always touted about how the NFC South has probably the best quarterback play of any conference overall. When we had Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, and Winston was playing, you know, throwing a lot of yards and touchdowns for Tampa Bay. Yeah. Along with interceptions. I, I mean, you know, in the NFC South, I don't know. Did you still say Matt Ryan? I feel like everybody just heaps praises on Matt Ryan. And, may, hey, listen, maybe Matt Ryan is another Matthew Stafford, right? Maybe he's just on the Falcons. He's too old now. He's not he's yeah, like eight years older than Matthew Nick, Nick asked us who's the best quarterback in the NFC South. He said Jameis Winston, which is crazy. No, it's Tom but, Brady. But well, wait, it, hey, Tom Brady. No, he said outside. Tom Brady yeah, he said outside. Yeah. Why? Tom why do you guys think Tom Brady's going to leave? I don't. I don't, I don't think. I, he's I, I, I think. Yeah. I don't think he goes out on on a. He only goes out. He on is like one of the best next year. I just, next year he'll be forty-five years old. To me, that's a perfect number, and he gets to do the farewell tour. Like, imagine before the year, he lets everyone know, "All right, guys, this is it. This is my final hurrah." Then everyone on that team knows that they're playing for Brady's last year, and all the opponents going against them know, hey, I'm playing against Tom Brady for maybe the last time that we'll ever play. It looks like he's got three or four more years left in him. Maybe. He's I like way he's... ahead of where Breeze looks. So what? Like he looked he's... great this. Year. He looked fine. He, he, he wasn't he the problem. It's like he almost needs to just go be on another team again. Do you think that uh, these rumors are just made up? That they're not, you know. That they're coming from nowhere, but it hasn't been. They're circulating. They, they, it comes out every year that Tom Brady's going to retire for the last five, six years, isn't it? I just so felt like he like had a better season this year, almost. And you know, what I mean, like he was the dude this year. He's playing better for Tampa Bay in his first two years for Tampa Bay than he played in his last three or four for New England, for sure. Yeah. And he played well in New England. 
But I, I, I just don't see him retiring on a season where he doesn't win a Super Bowl, to be truly honest with you, because he still can win a Super Bowl. I just don't see him doing it. He wasn't that. the reason they lost this week. No. No, he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they're, I mean, they're, think about they're, it. They're and on top of that, they got a ton of injuries, this and that. If the, Like, I mean, they didn't have their start. I mean, there's a lot of things about oh, yeah, that yeah. game they that were on the list ahead of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I'd take Tom Brady over anybody we got on our team right now. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm yeah. just saying it. I don't know. Is Tom Brady just a year ago at, like he was never gonna quit football? Like, and yeah, you yeah. asked him if he was gonna retire, they would. He would be like, "Fuck you! Why are you asking me? I look so good." And now we're all uh, just thinking he's just gonna quit. He won a yeah. Super Bowl last year. Why didn't he just retire last year then? So 89J subs uh, makes some good points. She says uh, the Bucks are going to lose a lot of talent. Yeah, and uh, somewhere Tom- else. Tom always shoots down retirement, and he isn't this time. And that that that's the difference. A lot of the 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 you know people wondering and all the rumors, they were kind of coming from Tom in the way that he was answering questions and shit. Hmm. So what I don't know, Tom man. Brady, I, where you, where would you put him? If you, you were Tom Brady and you said this, is Tom Brady's not going to quit football? Like you don't have a choice, Tom. You're too good. We're not going to let you quit. We're going to make you go win a Super Bowl with somebody else. Yeah. I have a team in mind that I would put them on. Oh, like me too. Easy. No, easy. I have a team. Mm. Y'all go Where ahead. Let me think. You want to do it you at the same time time. to see if it's the yeah. same one? Yeah. <laughs> three. Uh, 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 well, like when we get three, two, one, and then we say, all right? Yeah. Three, two, one. Titan. San Francisco. Mm. Oh. He, he grew up a Niners fan. And, Ooh, it, and right, that's right. Uh, you know what? We're he, not he, putting he that up. on debate. My take because that right there. He yeah, that's a, that's, a that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Vegas, Las Vegas. That would have blown good. up. You would have won. That, right that, that's a good one. And like also, yeah, I mean, they're in the playoffs now. And if okay. it's going to be like, let, let's just say it's for one more year, that's fine. Even if you're Trey Lance, they just drafted you. Fine, sit one more year behind, behind Tom, Brady Tom Brady and get to learn <laughs> and, and pick up for him. Yeah. yeah, you're good to go. And be our guy for the next 15 And they have years, George man. Kittle and Shanahan. Yeah, that Debo. would be it. What uh, about Vrabel? The Vrabel connection a little? I love Vrabel. Vrabel's a dude. Yeah. I love that. Tennessee, dude. man, with Tom Brady would have not lost this week. Uh, yeah, that defense. The Tennessee's debatable. defense might have been the, the best defensive line in the playoffs. They had uh, they, three people, like their only team that had like three different people with more than eight sacks or something like that. Yeah. On it. Uh I'm just I I think this, it kind of sucks when you see and I'm not saying that Tannehill is sorry. And like I mean, Tannehill I think has overperformed or you know, outperformed anything that anybody thought he would, and, and he's earned every dollar he's made. Yeah. I just feel like if you would have put Tom Brady on that team with Derrick Henry, they wouldn't have lost. That game, it, that you know, the Bengals yeah. might have made it awesome. They might have made it close, but but Tom Brady would have won it at the end, and they would be close. I mean, think about this: is that who they got to beat in their division? Dude, the you Jags, should save some of these points for away. debate. My tape, man. That's a, this is a this is a good debate. No, you already won with these. Fa- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a good one. That is a good one. But I yeah. think the Titans yeah. is a 
is a second. No, but you I mean, make, no, that's a good Biden's one. A solid, the, Titan, yeah. the Titans are a good one. I mean, that that defense is ready to go. And, like, why would you want to be uh, Aaron Rodgers and go to the Broncos? And people are blaming. It don't make Tannehill. no sense. You got to play Mahomes and Herbert twice. Yeah. Why? Like, why yeah. would you no, that's do that? Point. Just stay where you're at. You already went 13 and three. I hate this idea that Rodgers and I like Rodgers. But uh, like the idea, I don't want to go to a team with a rebuild. You're in a fucking division where nobody matters, but y'all. Yeah, I, I gotta be. Like honest, you're man. on the I, best I'm team. You went thirteen and three. You're not going through a rebuild, bro. Y'all dominated. You just couldn't uh, win the fucking game that you needed to win. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm so tired of Rodgers, man. I'm so tired of people talking about how great he is. He is a really good quarterback, man. Such regular, a narcissist. Regular season, he he's awesome. He seems like a really cool guy. But he chokes every year in the playoffs, man. Hasn't he gone to the playoffs every year he's been in the league, except maybe one or two? Maybe. And he's won. I don't want to call maybe him choking, though. I mean, that punt block. I mean, he can't stop the punt. But, man, like, I mean, that's how many not on him. Now, how many points did he score in the game before the Right. Block? Not enough. You know? you know, but the other uh, team didn't score a touchdown. An offensive yeah, touchdown. Jimmy, 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 and by the way, that like they only my, kick field goals. Like, isn't that yeah. the worst? You got but beat. The fuck to, up. You got you beat know, by the 2003 to, Panthers. That leads to my argument. That's why uh, Tom Brady would go to San Fran because they don't. Jimmy G didn't beat the 49ers. The special teams or the special teams beat the Packers. And I, 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 I shout out to Daniel Jeremiah. I heard him say this. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, their style of play isn't built for Lambo. Like they're a pass heavy offense. And the 49ers came into Lambo and ran the football down their throat. It's easier to run the football when it's negative 10 degrees than it is to throw in the wind and it's going crazy. Yeah, and like home field advantage in uh Green Bay kind of just sucks for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, fuck it. Can we put you almost? Can we get a neutral site? Yeah, like, can we just they, fucking that, play in the Viking Stadium? I that was them. the point that <laughs> Jeremiah made. That if you asked Aaron Rodgers where he would have preferred to have played that game and, and he could have chosen, he might have chosen San Fran instead of Lamb. It would be better than Denver. Yeah, but I agree with Greg, Denver. though. Like, yeah, that's it, 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 it is a legitimate. It's a legitimate point to make that Aaron Rodgers has not been a great playoff quarterback. Uh, uh, okay. All right. Next call. Podcast brothers, how y'all doing? What's up, Jeep? What up, Jeep? Hey, man. Matt Rule didn't get fired. Okay, we all know that shit. But you know what I was thinking about today? Wouldn't it be something <clears throat> if Matt Rule pulled a Bobby Petrino? Remember that dude, Bobby Petrino, back in like, I think it was like 2007? He was the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. He just dipped. And he left after like 13 games or something like that. Dipped, he just dipped, man. It wasn't even that University much. I don't even think. Remember that shit? It didn't now, show up anymore. Let me ask y'all, all y'all a question, man. They said, you know, if Jim Harbaugh comes to the NFL, the Jim. coaching spot's going to be open and Matt Rule will be – they say he's interested in it. You think he'll pull a Bobby Petrino? You think he, he would? <laughs> I mean, if he did. I really wouldn't care, honestly. I want him out of Carolina, honestly. But uh, that's something to think about, y'all. <laughs> Keep pounding. So we talked about this. Not like we didn't talk. I mean, that's not towards the caller. Like we talked about it. You should have heard it. Not like that, G. Don't worry about it. 
But we mentioned something about this. We were trying to figure out how much it would cost if you fired him versus him quitting. And this was on the Friday free-for-all. That's right. I was on the Friday free-for-all. And I think a lot of people in the free-for-all misinterpreted it. And who is the guy that wants Hurt Cousins? He's real great. He's always on the free-for-all. He came on Uh, a a few minutes late. Yeah, Brad. Brad, yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. He knows a lot about Panthers football. Great yeah. contributor to Friday Free For All. Thank you for your support. Um, and he was talking about the contract numbers, and I think people misunderstood him, and not because he didn't clarify it wrong. It's just because people weren't listening. And what he was saying is this, if Matt Rule quits, like he says, fuck it, like I'm done with this shit. I'm going to Michigan that Michigan would buy out his contract. Like they would have to pay the Panthers like a penalty for him breaking his agreement, which was $25 million. So Michigan would have to pay that. But if we fired him, we would have to pay him what we told him we were going to pay him. So it's kind of like, do you quit or do we fire you? So if he pulls the Petrina, he owes the Panthers. Now he's probably already made that. And if he does leave, he would have a deal in place where the boosters would pay that penalty for him, likely. Yeah. But that is actually a realistic kind of scenario that could happen. The only thing I don't like about it is, not only thing I don't like about it, is like I'd be happy. But if I was at the school that's poaching a, a, a failed coach, and this and that, paying all of it. I just feel like it's so grimy in the wrong way to get a job. Like, you failed so miserably with the Panthers, you're going to steal off in the middle of the night, and we're going to hire you. But that's what um, Alabama's coach did. That's what, you know what I mean? A lot of these guys have done yeah. this. Now, that's what Nick Saban did. That's, but at least Nick Saban went on to be like the GOAT. Petrino didn't. They didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) like, I just don't think if Matt Rule came to Michigan, I'd be like, man, I'd rather have Harbaugh. I'd rather have Stinky Jim. Yeah, for sure. And, dude, how about this? If Matt Rule does decide to leave to go to Michigan and, and, and stiff us, he is all the things that you hesitated to fully call him today, Tony. He is a con man. He lacks integrity. He has no, you know, uh, what was the word I was using earlier? I feel like Conviction. he is. Yeah, like I do feel like he's noodly. You know, he's just noodly. He's a worm, he dude. He's a fucking worm. He's a worm. I don't think it's negative, though. Like, I don't think he's, like, going to steal stuff at your house. Well, like, if you had a party, like, he's going to steal. Like, you know, the people, you got to put your PlayStation games up. You have a party where people you don't know. You got to put your PlayStation games up. You got to put your good stuff away. You got to at least just hide it from sight because it just the hands get a little. I don't think he's that. I just feel like he's the dude that's like, man, I got your back. I'll pick you up. And then you call him for a ride and he's not answering. Fell asleep. Yeah. He's totally bitching on you. You know what I'm saying? He just don't really. He just don't got the. I disagree. I think he's all that shit. 
I mean, dude, I, I've never met him. I can't say if he's a good person or a oh, bad we've person. Oh, we've met him. we met him just as and much as nothing for me. That's nothing for me. We follow every fucking word he says. <laughs> My thing we is this, though. As good as like, anybody I'm going to let his really actions. Good, I'm going to let his actions tell me who he is, and his and, actions yeah, tell me and you're that he is a he is a spineless con man who lacks conviction, and it would be the most Matt Rule thing in the fucking world. For him to leave the Panthers high and dry and skip town to Michigan. I know this is sexist. I know you're not supposed to say it. I think he's a pussy. And here's why. Have you have you said how many times does this mug say I want alphas? Alphas. We want alpha. I ain't ever heard somebody say he wants alpha so much. That dude cuck. Yep. I really think it. And you know, it's so spineless, this and that. I just think he's a B. He wants A's in the locker room, and he turns out to be a B. And you can you can interpret whatever B means. I got a couple of words that I think it could mean. Let's go to the next call. So I cut the call a little short. Okay, so back when Tom Brady signed with the Bucks, okay, we still had Matt. We we still have Matt Ryan in the same division. Okay, but we also had Drew Brees. Okay, and I saw the writing on the wall. Breeze was getting ready to retire. Okay, I knew Tom Brady. He was going to come. He was going to have to come to an end within the next few years. Okay, I was expecting right about now, to be honest with you. Okay, which means that we had two years to figure our shit out. And Matt Rule. You got the defense close, but you missed really hard on the offense, okay? And you know what? I'm going to go as far as to say Robbie Anderson ain't the guy we should keep. I know nope. that we pay. I know that we're stuck with him, okay? But if we can trade him, we can get something worth just about anything. Get rid of him. With how he played. Especially during the Vikings, the dude doesn't deserve to be on a, on the roster, okay? And then the shit on people and the shit on fans, no. No, you don't deserve to be here, okay? But then you mess up, and you don't let us see Brady Christensen at last tackle against some of the easiest teams to beat in the NFL. We don't see, we don't see Deontay Brown out there, which I get it. When we finally did, when they finally started to really train him and push him, he got hurt. Then he came in at the last game of the season. Okay. But Matt Rule, you fucked this up. We had two years, maybe three, to get this shit right. And you dropped the fucking ball. Mm -hmm. I don't see you fixing it this upcoming year. Which means that next year, okay, if we don't get a quarterback this year, which I don't want us to, we're going to be competing with just with two other teams in the NFC South to get a quarterback that's worth shit. Okay, we're going to be dealing with the Bucks. We're going to be dealing with the Falcons. So you know what? This shit kind of sucks that we're in this position, but hey, we're here. Let's just ride this train. Let's try to enjoy it. Love he it. has turned us into pussies. Sorry, love dude. it. Mm-hmm. No, he, uh, yep. he's like uh, Nick kind of laid out 
what I laid out a little bit earlier, that going forward, if things go the way that we're going to predict them to go, things are not about to get very easy for Panther fans. I mean, if this next year is going to be bad, well, then you're starting over again the year mm-hmm. after that. So you're talking about two, maybe three years at least before the Panthers are going to get back on track? That's mm, starting yeah, that's to a, get competitive, yeah. Yeah, man. It's terrible. Crazy. Hey, go to the, uh, go to the next call, Tony. You're on mute. Look. Look at you. You're muted. Uh, I am muted. I feel like I've been heavy breathing tonight, so I've been (laughs) trying to mute in between. The answer to your question is four, Cody. As long as he buys, don't keep calling, but I love when they call. I'm not going to give the number again because Cody's like, I got to go to bed. It is late. (laughs) It is late. That That is excited for Ben McAdoo to be hired. And the reason why is because I want to see everything fall. This is a whole shit show. So McAdoo is a shit show. I want to see the whole shit show fall. I do not believe in no 2022. Hopefully, this will hopefully this will be the end of Matt of the Matt Rule era. He gonna find it, but knowing him, he gonna find a way to have an escape goat. Well, we got Big Mac, dude. I tried to get somebody that was, that used to be the head coach and everything, you know. He gonna try to find, he gonna, <laughs> oh boy, he gonna throw him under the bus. Probably, yeah. that's what we need to have. I'm, I poll. When would Matt Rule throw Ben McAdoo under the bus with him? I got week, that's I got week one. three. I got three, week three. That's a great week three. I just don't think that this team is going to be. Team. I know everybody's saying, well, wait to the draft, wait to the free agents. I mean, uh, this is a shit show. Will he fire That's why a lot of the home people decline on coming here. Yeah, fire. They see the shit. They see the, the bye week. It's basically what it is. Late. The Carolina fans are shit show. All right. Hey, one more thing. He gets a chance um, to be that's such a good Past Monday, we probably we celebrate the sixth anniversary of the Carolina Panthers in the NFC Championship game. What is your memory of that game? Did y'all, you know, did any one of y'all went to that game? You know, oh, the NFC Championship game. I and is that is that arguably the number one game in Panthers history? So I know some people say top five, but I hear some people say that's the number one game. So mm-hmm. I want to hear what y'all think about that. Uh, it has to be top three, right? And when I say yeah. top three, the only things you could argue is that, like, when you beat the Rams and then you beat the Eagles on the way to the Super Bowl in the 2003-2004 that's, Super that's it. Like, like yeah. is that they're kind of long shots. You're on the road, exciting. You know what I'm saying? Time, you're not, you're underdogs. Yeah. You, you know. So there is an argument, I guess you could say, that those were the most exciting type of games. But, like, think about this. is an NFC championship game in your home, tar- on your home turf. We I went to the game. Uh, my, my boy, Tripp, his wife, Mindy, we all went there. 
And we said this is we got to go. Like we just have to go because it's a home NFC championship and they don't come that often. Like the last time this happened, we were on the road. You know what I mean? Like it's like so perfect. And then we beat the fucking brakes off of the Cardinals. I mean, just slaughtered them. Um, I would say my memory of that game was at the end when it was over. I mean, it was clearly over for a long time. And we were celebrating for the last like four minutes in that game, I felt like. But it was so loud in there. It was Super Bowl. People were in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. You know, the chants were going crazy. MVP. All of this stuff. It was just mm. awesome. But the actual stadium was shaking. It was flexing. Flexing. Like, almost. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple of times, like, I've, if I was, like, if I wasn't this happy about what was going on, I would be slightly concerned about my safety. <laughs> All right. Like, this might fall down. It was like an earthquake, bro. It was so awesome. It was just, like, so good to be there. But, like, I mean, we came out there and just did everything right. Defense getting picked. Offense. I mean, it was just so great. Like, it was, it's like one of those things that you just high-five the whole game. Yeah, you know, it, like, it was like the best possible fucking game you could be at. My favorite it, it's, it's either that game or... Uh, dude, even those two Seattle Seahawks games yeah, during that great. season too, man. Were those great. were those were some good ones. I think that Cardinals game one it sent us to the Super Bowl, and two it was so it was such a thorough domination. Yeah, with like, like thumping the Seahawks. Like, they they came back against us, dude. We stomped a mud hole. In the Arizona Cardinals, dude. And I also remember that's the first time I learned before they came to Charlotte that the Cardinal is the North Carolina State bird. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, bro, yeah, we, you are not going to roll up into our house we with ate our, our bird. bird. And yeah. beat this fucking team? Fuck out of yeah, here, bro. They Which they usually do beat, the, beat us in some way. But, man, it was so fun. No, yeah. I feel like we always beat them. We always beat the Cardinals. We have a in very playoffs, good record against the Cardinals. No, and no, actually, you know what? No, and we're probably not. And first, always this and that. We're putting too many qualifiers on it. Yeah. So there's a we beat the brakes off of them in that game. We beat them with a hobbled quarterback in 2014. Remember where we back in? That was the year we yeah. walked into the playoffs. We so had a terrible game with a losing South. record. And they didn't have Carson Palmer, so you're like, man. And then we got stomped the next round, I think. Seven, eight, and but one. They beat the shit out of us in 08 or whatever. I think it was that. Where what 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 the one where it was like Deloma's done. Remember, he threw five picks and a fumble in that game, and and was in the playoff game. And then the first game of the next season, he had five turnovers. So he had 10 turnovers or 11 turnovers in two, two game. games. Yeah. Early and you were like, oh, God, this is done. Yeah. That was against the Cardinals, man. Fitzgerald fucked us up. So they've gotten us a couple of times. That's a good question. What's the record against us? Uh, Greg, 
Any memories of that uh, 2015 magical season that culminated in the NFC Championship? I'm trying to think of. For me, another one is this: is the Thanksgiving game against yeah. Dallas. That's when I knew we were fucking du- like. Wait a minute! I'm full of turkey. Tired of watching football. Barely can stay away from my Panthers. And fuck, this is the best oh, game boy. ever. Mm-hmm. Like so I knew we were real then. Yeah, for me, for that season, I would have to say the first Seattle game we beat him, where he hits Greg Olson with that touchdown. Was that was the first game where he hit him with that touchdown pass? Right, that we won. the The game where everybody started taking us for real. That that was the game that that, that everybody started taking us for real. You know, it might have been right after we played a stretch where it was that Colts game. I think it was like the Colts, Eagles, and Seahawks like close together. Yeah. And, you know, every time we won, it was like a comeback. It was something kind of, and people were like, they're frauds. Right. They're fraud. and, and I was doing, we were doing the podcast. It was like the best thing. Mm-hmm. Imagine doing the podcast when you haven't lost. Mm. And you're 14 and like, no. And people are calling you like, fraud. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it is a good experience to do oh, a podcast yeah. Oh, yeah. when you are 10 and no. Mm-hmm. And every game, I mean, we were just each game. We we're like, "Fuck y'all, man!" We were just giving punches back. We were doing our thing. We just beat people, beat people, and we always heard we're the worst undefeated team ever. Mm-hmm. Six and zero till we beat the Seahawks. Seven and zero. Everybody thought we were great. Yeah, we, were. we beat the Colts, the Seahawks, and another team right right in that mix. Mm-hmm. But but for my top games, I've got to go back to what you were saying about that that Rams and Philly game. I think maybe it was just the time of my life. That was my freshman right. year of college. You know, uh, there's those games stand out to me so much. It was, it was such a fun season. I feel like I feel like that Carolina team reminds me, or this San Francisco 49ers team kind of reminds me of that Carolina team. Yes, 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 you know? yes. They uh, were not, not expected to come in and do anything, but they're really right. making some noise and, and they're they're having some fun games to watch and they great they comparison. Yeah. Great comparison. And people have been sleeping on that San Francisco defense all year. We keep hearing that we're the second defense. Well, I think they're the number one. Pretty good. The mugs are mean. They are. Kyle Shanahan is cool. I hate, you know, I hate to be like that. It's like he is the genius. He's the smartest coach in the league. That's like if I had one pick. You said this. If you could have one, ooh, Cody. Here you go. Flip the script on you. I know you want to go to bed. <laughs> I'm here. You dude. asked me earlier if I could have one quarterback. Yeah, if you could have one coach, who would it be? My answer is Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> My answer is Mike Tomlin. Oh, really? That's a good one, though. Yeah, oh, I like Tomlin. Um, He's never had you a like Tomlin, season. but you hate Rivera. Get out of here! Get the fuck out of here! But I hate no wait, 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 what? No, you tried to catch me in something, but you didn't. I hate what? Said, you hate? I said you want Tomlin, but you hated Rivera. Tried to catch me in something, but you didn't. Yeah, my Tom is way better than Ron Rivera. Yeah. It's not even close. Not even close. Yeah. It's not even a little bit close. They're not even they're not even he just had better players, ball. bro. He just had better receivers for a long Mike time. Mike Tom makes the playoffs every like you said, almost every single year. So dude. how about this? Mike Tomlin has never play. had a losing season. Never. And Ron Rivera never. has had more losing seasons than he's had winning seasons. 
Let's not put that on debate my take. My top <laughs> is a beast, bro. Uh Greg, one coach who you take. Uh I would take Peyton. Trying to be honest with you. I, Sean, I Payton? Sean Payton? Sean no. Payton's a great coach. Yeah. Old ass lips. Can Next I give coach. my second my uh my number two? Ron Rivera. If it's not Ron Rivera, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, it's not Ron Rivera. So no, you know how my real number two is? Who's that? Sean McVay. Really? Yeah, I think I think I think that he is a damn good coach. The Rams buy a championship every year, man, and that's why you don't. That's why they haven't won, and that's why Sean McVay hasn't won anything. Is he buys a championship, or he? I just think I, I think it's Shanahan, man. Shanahan, dude. Imagine if you gave Shanahan real players. He has real players. Shanahan's got some pretty good no, players. No, he does. He's got Jimmy G. He does a top three wide receiver. Kittle's a top three tight end. He's got some good players. Teron Armstead, he has George Kittle, he has uh, How about uh, this? Nick, if, Nick Bosa. Uh, if Kyle Shanahan coached the, the 2015 Panthers, you think they win? If, do it, say it again. If Kyle Shanahan was the coach of the 2015 Panthers, do you think they win the Super Bowl? I don't know. I think he would choke uh, it. I mean, he's kind of always choked the Super Bowl. They, we, the refs kind of fucked us. That's bullshit. That's what it does. That's bullshit. He is known for the biggest Super Bowl choke of all time. This is true. Ever. What do you mean where, the, where his defense, where where he was an offensive coordinator for a team that was ahead 25, 20, whatever points it was, yeah. and the defense just let Tom Brady just do everything? Choke, choke, choke. It's Dan Quinn looking like a big choking penis over there. Next call. Hey, guys. It's Joey again. Uh, something I forgot to mention in my last call. You know Shanahan. what the Niners are doing with Trey like Lance, Shanahan. right? No, you don't. You know what, what they're doing? Do? Hollywood. They've got you gave me shit last year for life. Even though they him with the number three overall pick, they only had to do that Hollywood. because that guy was not going to be there. Uh, let's be honest, he was not going to be there. And they know that Jimmy Garoppolo is not the long-term answer. Hell, he's probably not even the answer now. He's probably going to get their ass beat by their division rival, L.A. Rams, uh, next week because that defense is on fire right now. So he, uh, so what they're doing is they're sitting him. They're running the, uh, they're running the Kansas City. They're going to bring Trey Lance out as a surprise weapon, is what he's saying. Although I think Alex Smith, I'm not too familiar with him because. I don't really remember him playing too much. How do you not remember but, um, he played for like he, yeah, 12 he kinda, years? He was better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, way but better again, than Jimmy G. Jimmy G's a fraud, bro. He's not good. And um, yeah, they're about similar. But um, that doesn't matter because he's still got George Kittle. He's still got all kinds of other talent around him. He's got coaches who are the very best in the league or among the very best in the league. So, yeah, Garoppolo might be on the market, and God, please don't don't have the Panthers trade for that bum because he is a bum. Thank oh, well, I got to wait for him to do it. Anyway, right. guys. Wow, wow, wow. Um, he officially always gets us to play the end of his goals. I can't cut him off early because he's got the wow, wow, wow. Jimmy G is greater or less than Carson Wentz. Go. 
Don't give me a big explanation. Just greater or less than? Less than. Oh, dude. Carson Wentz has been struggling, man. Yeah, but Carson Wentz has had a better year than Jimmy G's ever had. Carson yeah, he's had better years. Stop and GM. You get his... a pick. We're picking teams. We got, I'm picking a team. You're picking a team. You get first pick. We got only two players Jimmy oh, G or Carson Wentz. You pick. Dog shit versus cat shit, man. I guess I'll take Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Yeah, All bro. Right, uh, they're not, like, okay, dude. fine. Uh, Jimmy G or Jalen Hurts? Jaylen right Hurts. now, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're yeah. picking teams. Yeah, I guess. Younger, right, stronger, more mobile. Hurts. Greg, what'd you say? Hurts. Yeah, I'm going with Hurts. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. I mean, that's easy. It's yeah, Kirk Cousins but, on the yeah, like, If you don't well, pick that, that's weird. No, fuck it, dude. Garoppolo's been way further than Kirk Cousins. Bulls, Kirk, Cousins oh got a way better arm. Cousins wins that stupid. game. Cousins, yeah, dude. I can't. Uh, day, but... Jimmy G or um, who's a... Oh, Jared Goff. That's Jimmy a good one. G. That's a good yeah, one. Jimmy G or Jimmy Jared G. Goff? I think they're That's the same player. Hard. I think they're the same player almost, to be honest with you. But again, it's like... I picked yes. Jared Goff all day. Yeah? Over Jimmy G. Why? Day. They were the, well, first of all, I feel like Jared Goff has more football. nuts to go downfield than Jimmy G does. Yeah, but it's also like, so does Carson Wentz. But you're gonna throw it to the other team. See, <laughs> you know, I like think a... golf. I'm with golf, man. I would pick Jared Goff all day over Jimmy G. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So, all right. So next, uh, Jimmy G or Gardner Minshew? You know who I want, Gardner Minshew. How about this, Jimmy G or Daniel Jones? Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Yeah. Yeah. Give me one more. Jimmy G or Sam Darnold? Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Uh, how about... Um, Is there any... Am I missing any that are the comparisons that are kind of like... Because I'm all Jared Goff, number one. What was the other one we had? Wentz? Hey, Jimmy you know G. Or Ted, no, 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 I got one. I got one. I got one. Jimmy right, G or Teddy Bridgewater? Or Teddy B. Hmm. Dude, they, to me, they're like to me, they're like the same fucking. It's like white. Jimmy black. can throw. It's like, yeah, it's it's like, like the white version and the black version. The Call that yin yang, dude. That's the yin yang twins right there. It's just the opposite yeah. of one another. Just different shades, know. man. That's the same player. All right. Um. All right. Next call. What up, fam? This is Cody here. Uh. Well, I get that everybody likes to complain, and trust me, I've done my fair share of complaining about Matt Rule and uh, David Stephens' organization in general, and how they completely built this the complete wrong way. But when you look at teams like the Bengals, it took him two seasons, basically, basically two seasons to rebuild, and now they're in the AFC Championship. I'm not, I'm not saying that we are the Bengals and we can get to the NFC Championship in two years. I'm just saying what we can do in two years and how players can just get better over a year. For instance, like Derek Brown, it takes, it's going to 
It takes three years for a D tackle to get physically enabled to be able to be a dominant D tackle in the league of football. I'm just saying that's one example. You know, you get players like Brian Burns to take the next Vita step, Vail. Jeremy Chin to take the next step. Right we have now. a really good team. Like three, we have a really good team. Okay. I, I honestly think I, I I'm not saying Sam Donald's the answer. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying the Panthers are a quarterback. And I honestly think one more decent offensive lineman and a coach Tube. that can Tube. just Tube. control the clock. I think we're just three pieces away from being a dominant football team in the NFL. I don't know. That's my take. Also, another thing I want to ask you guys. At pick six, if we don't trade back, if Kyle Hamilton's available, the safety at Notre Dame, would you take him, assuming that Evan Neal is off the board? Or, and, well, no. Would you take Kyle Hamilton, the safety? And if he can be quantities on the board, would you take Kyle Hamilton, the safety, over him? I just want to, I just want to ask you guys that. Uh, I'm Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton or, or, uh, yes. or, uh, Ikonbu. I don't know, dude. Hamilton. I, I really like Hamilton. What was the last transcendent safety? Transcendent guy for Game Arizona. Changes. What's his name? Uh, Honey Badger. Yeah, well, he's even. Uh, I don't really faded already. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Cam the... Chancellor was he a safety? Yeah, yeah, him and oh, um. Like that. I mean, I don't know. If I had to pick between those two right now, mm-hmm. I'm keeping it simple and just picking um, uh, Ikonwu. Uh, I yeah. Are they both safeties? No, no Ikonwu uh, is uh, the uh, left tackle from yeah. NC, State. NC State. Yeah, yeah. he is mean, bro. He like, is. I showed awesome. <laughs> now, he doesn't, we don't know if he can pass block because we don't see. We just don't have a lot of evidence about whether he can or can't. We don't have bad evidence, Mm. right? Like, we don't have a lot of film that says he can't do it. We just don't have – they just run the ball all the time because this dude can just grade over everybody. So they just, like, run behind this guy, and he just Mm -hmm. pulls over the whole fucking team. He's amazing. He look. How about this? The eye test right alone says this. Is this dude's going to be better than anybody on the (laughs) – that's what I would say. I don't care. Automatic best. He might suck at pass protection, but he's way better than you at everything. Yeah. Everything. Hey, one thing this caller said was he did compare it to, to Cincinnati, and he was talking about how it took him two years to build. The difference is the head coach hadn't lost the team, and they had a Cincinnati was building for a future. We went all right. in on a bad they hand. They had first pick. Yeah, we went all in on a bad pick. hand. They got Joe Burrow. They made a direction. Mm-hmm. They followed you know, a just, plan. We believe that could have been the case for Matt Rule. But he just didn't do, like Corey said earlier when he called in his interview, he laid out a plan that was like a great interview. Imagine, like, almost that was the reason he got the job with Dave, uh, David Tepper. He gave him this great interview, told him exactly what we're going to do. And then he was like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then he did the opposite of what he told me he was going to do. So we think that's got to do with David Tepper's meddling. But I don't I just don't think it's as easy to say as well, this team two years ago sucked and they turned it around. 
Well, guess who also sucked two years ago? The Jacksonville Jaguars. And they still suck. And they haven't turned it around. And they are they have a quarterback, you know, so it's just but they have until you have an offensive line and a quarterback in this league, it just don't matter. And they're both. Right? Like it's the left leg and the right leg. To walk, mm-hmm. you need a quarterback and an offensive line. Mm-hmm. You need two legs to walk. Next call. What up, C3 Podcast? JSU. Uh, up, I ain't got much to say, but um, but what I have been thinking about is, is Matt Rule karma for us? I mean, with us not taking advantage of the rosters, throughout the years and the players that we did get lucky with um, drafting-wise, pre-agency-wise, is Matt Rule karma for the Panthers. We haven't looked this stupid for years. Um, we look like clowns, and Matt Rule is doing his job. I mean, overrated. He thought he had a, a LeBron James uh, staff thought he was putting pieces together. He just—I felt okay with him being the coach. As soon as he lost the locker room week four, just he just laid his balls on the table and he just blamed the defense when it wasn't even their fault. Man, I'm so disappointed. It even sucks that we can't get rid of him because of his contract. We can. But, um, I mean, I'm hurt as a fan. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Disappointed at its highest. Um, it just sucks. Ooh. Actually, you know what? That's a great way to end our podcast. <laughs> That's the last call of the night, and it does suck in this moment to be a Panthers fan, but it does not suck to hang out uh, for three hours and eight minutes with the C3 Panthers podcast um, every Tuesday night since 2013. Been doing this. Not a missed week. Every now and then, we've had to shift it to a Monday or a Wednesday or something to make up. Not much, though. We're here Tuesday night, 9 p.m., latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. The number is 252-228-5098. Call in for next week's show. Cody and I do a ton of stuff throughout the week. I got an interview with Nick Filato. Giants expert coming in to tell us a little bit about Ben Maca do or Maca poo poo. All of that. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming out. Cody's been on that draft junk. He's getting on that draft D like crazy. Oh, but yeah. right now we got to ice some fools up, bro. Unless you got to please don't. Yeah. I was about to say, if you cut me off and tell me we got more things to talk about. I'm really <laughs> upset. Dude, I'm about to cut you off. How about that? Ice man? up. Ice up me right now for this podcast, unbelievably being this long with nothing to talk about. Y'all want to go first? Y'all want me to go first? Which I want? You go ahead. Good. You ready? Good. So listen, dude, I'm not a baseball fan. Um, I need my sports to be violent. I basically like the UFC slash MMA and football. And that's it, man. But when I was a kid, 
growing up as a young kid, I honestly believe I grew up in one of the golden eras of baseball. And in part because I got to watch guys like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Juicy juicies. And this guy, Barry Bonds, who was not elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. This was his last year of eligibility on the BBWAA ballot, effectively shutting him out. Wow. Now, here's what I want to tell you. Let's say you're a really athletic person and you're good at baseball. If you shoot steroids into your ass every day from here until you die, you will never, ever, ever be able to do what Barry Bonds did. Cut and dry. One of the greatest hitters of all time. And you're going to keep this man out of the Hall of Fame? How about this, dude? Baseball needs more steroids. I would be a bigger fan of baseball <laughs> if everybody was juiced to their tits. Finally. Finally got good. Dude, that's when baseball was at its best, man. I don't want to see this pitching bullshit that baseball is about now. Barry Bonds is the greatest fucking hitter of all time. And it doesn't matter how many steroids he was on. Oh, well, cry me a river. Everyone was, was on ball, steroids. Yeah, that, that's like, a, what's the guy that won the race? Lance Armstrong? Dude, Lance Armstrong beat a oh, bunch come. of dudes that was also doped up to their fucking tits, man. Uh, hey, maybe you should be a better cheater than, than your constituents. He would never man. even be in the conversation. No, it's not the same. It is not the same. Dude, first Barry of all, you Bonds almost had me. Be uh, in the hall of about he should be in the Hall of Fame. Is, go ahead. You, I will at least concede for a moment to you. That shooting dope, or whatever they call it, whatever the kids call steroids, yep. doesn't make you a better baseball player. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, but cycling, come on, that's yeah. exactly what it helps you. It's not like a like a talent to move your legs as fast and as long as hard for days and days on end as you can. That's not as like, I mean, like you're trying to tell me that just because you shoot steroids doesn't mean you can hit a baseball better. Like, if you were wait, golf ball, I you. could literally ride my bike longer. Literally, everyone <laughs> on that, literally, everyone in the MLB was juicing and they couldn't do what Barry Bonds did. And by the way, I mentioned Lance Armstrong because in those races that he won, they had to go to the 23rd person who finished 23rd. To find someone who wasn't doping and cycling. So it's like everyone else was doing it. Why are they judged differently, man? I don't know. Right. Sports like the sports like that that I would never be interested in. Dude, I want them to be on fucking all the steroids. But Barry Bonds, the greatest hitter of all time, is never gonna be able to make the playoffs. That's the dumbest shit in the world to me. I don't care if anyone likes it or not. That's dumb. I suck to whoever the hell. Votes on this shit, dude. Hmm. Okay. Greg, you got something? Yeah. Uh, okay. The Dallas Cowboys are my favorite team to hate, I think. Um, I, I hate watch them because they're all over the news all the time, so I got to hear about them, so I keep up with them. Uh, I invested a lot in the Dallas Cowboys this year, fantasy-wise. Dak Prescott was my quarterback in every league. Zeke Elliott was my running back in every league. 
Uh, fuck the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> uh, after, you know, just, just I, I want to ice them up for, for their performance this week and Dak Prescott's dumb ass decision to run the ball. Uh, well, I guess it was two weeks ago. Um, but I wasn't here last week. It, it, these guys are, like I said, they're the team that I love to hate because I want to see what's happening with them all the time. And I don't know why. And I hate it because America's like that. And for some reason, this is America's team. For some reason, tickets to these games are insanely expensive and everybody wants to go there. And I get it. It's, it's a lot of money, but I just don't get why they haven't been good in forever. And even when they are good, they find some kind of way to blow it, you know? So I, I, I guess I'm icing myself up a little bit for being a, a Dallas Cowboys hating fan. Um, but just, Overall, that play, the last play, man, you don't do a 15-yard quarterback scramble with no timeouts and 13 seconds left. You just don't do it. I, 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 I can't believe the way Cowboys history works. And it, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's part of the reason why I feel like some of this is scripted because you, 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 you have to make this stuff up. Like somebody has to write it in a room for it to happen. You know, I, I also hate, hate that they, uh, I might say the little referees a little bit. This is kind of a triple S. I might say the referees a little bit in that game because nobody else in that game gets that call where the ball's moved and they get another chance. That's one reason you know this stuff scripted because they wanted Dallas to advance. That ball, that, 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 that was a first down. The ball should have never been moved, you know? So I guess icing up just a lot of Dallas Cowboys stuff because <laughs> it was right. crazy to watch. Right. Ice up America's team, former yeah. America team. My ice up pick um, is got a little thread to it if you're a little dicky fan right which i love little dicky white rapper youtube extraordinaire who became like a sensation famous for a great song well not famous at least he to me my favorite is like uh, it's a good day to be a white dude right and it's a great social critique so uh, my first uh, it's kind of like here's the first part a of my ice pick goes to this is my refrigerator broke and my refrigerator broke, and it's fr- it's brand new from 2019. And it's the second fridge I've had in five and a half years. Wow. Um, and I went, you know, a Samsung first, and then Kim Moore. I'm like, and I didn't cheap out. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's expensive ass pieces of equipment. So I called the repairman. He was like, look, it sounds like he's like, is the fan working in the back? I was like, I can hear it. He's like, all right. He's like, is there a bunch of ice on the back? I was like, nope. I know what that looks like. And I know where to look at and stuff. I said, you got a leak, probably a pinhole leak in the Freon. So I was like, how much did it cost to come fix this? He says, probably. Actually, he was like, I'm sick this week. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm busy. He didn't even want to talk to me, Marilyn. Yeah. And he was like, just buy a new fridge. And I'm like, fuck, I can't buy a new fridge. I was like, I mean, and the repair, I think, is like 800 to to 1000 bucks. But, you know, a fridge, a brand new fridge, like that same fridge is like two grand, yeah. $2,500 on sale or something. He was just like, buy a new fridge. He's like, I don't want to fuck with that. Well, I don't want to fuck with buying a new fridge. Right? I don't. But these are white. I won't say white. They're first. They're like real world. Like, uh, like the fact that I'm all stressed out. About this new fridge, this that you know what I mean, like is this, and I can't afford it. I ain't got the money, you know what I'm saying? I'm financing everything. I ain't got like, I mean, like, don't worry. It's like, but I'm just saying this. They're good problems to have because I could be this black guy right here, this poor guy. And can you see this? All right, yeah. 
just want to say this. I'm sitting here. I'm stressed out my life. My day is fucked up. Actually, it's been a couple of weeks because I got that an old fridge. and a, Anyway, first world problems. You know what I'm saying? It's like all of this stress. I don't want, I can't, I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. I don't know how I'm going to move it. Am I going to get somebody to help me? Do I got this? And this poor guy, this mug, this is what real problems are about. Black man suing Nevada police for damages after they misidentified him. They arrested this dude, and the guy that they were supposed to be arresting had the same name, but he was two times the dude's age that they were supposed to be arresting, white. So this poor black guy goes to jail for six days. Wow. Just driving home. He's arrested at a stop, and they just got his name, and they was just like, oh, you're not. Your name is John Jingleheimer Smith. That is my name, too. And then they arrested this guy. I'm sitting here worried about my fucking fridge, how bad it is. It stinks, man. I cleaned it all out twice. We've been spraying stuff in it. It still stinks. And it's just cool enough to keep, like, the milk in it. But the freezer, you know what I'm saying? It's this big, and I just bought it, bro. It's like three grand. It took me two years to pay it. I just paid it off. And I was crying about this. I've been crying about it. I won't move this for you. I don't want to. And this poor guy just driving home and gets arrested because this old ass white guy. So I guess having a broken ass fridge is better than getting misidentified and being in jail for six days. So I up to the Nevada police for that shit. Yeah. Ice up to Kim Moore for y'all assholes. Shit. This is a C3 Panthers podcast where all problems are the same and equally when you're a Panthers fan because we got lots of problems. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Call into the show at 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe. Check out carolinacatchronicles.com. I got a couple stories up there. And Cody Lashney be working on that draft. How can they get after you, my man? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lax, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. There is a brand new mock draft on Draft Tech tomorrow. Uh, where I'm the analyst for the Carolina Panthers. Um, and listen, keep your eyes glued to the C3 channel, man. We're going to be putting out more draft content, previewing some more players. And as always, join the Friday free-for-all, man. Every Friday at 7 p.m., you can come on the show. You can tell us what you think about the Panthers, about football. It's a good time, man. Join the cult of free-for-all. We're having a good time. Come be a part of the show. That's it for me, man. Greg, how can they get after you? Uh, you can find me at the Bad Daddy 52 on Twitter. Check out my show Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, the Super Civil Servants Podcast. I think this week we're cup. We just talk all kinds of entertainment. This week we're talking about uh, Peacemaker, Book of Boba Fett, and maybe Eternals. So hey, roll right in there after the uh, after the Friday free for all. It's always fun. It's got a few people. Cody, really nice. Take us out of here, my man. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, keep pounding. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
my guy. You're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.